Xfinity is breaking the gig barrier with Wi-Fi speeds over a gig. It's more than enough speed to power all your devices. Introducing gig Wi-Fi, new from Xfinity. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio.
My Hot Hotel, you are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Hey, man, it's Straight Shooter, man. By way of Truth to Power, and my name is Beverly D. And tonight we're going to be into Deuteronomist and uh, the Donald and Trump in the Bible. Trump all over the place. And you mean to tell me he in the Bible, too? My Yacht Hotel, Dr. Robert X. Hotep, Sister Bear, Hotep family. The Bible ain't big enough for him, Bear. <laughs> you know, the, the media is kind of catching on a little bit because they keep asking him, where's the doctor at? And they like, is you and the doctor okay? And the doctor haven't been uh, on the panel in the last couple of days. And the lady doctor up there, she keep trying to cause like it's a problem. He keep her in check. Every time she tried to step out that box, he put her right back in. She and you said yesterday about Easter, and that's what he said today. He said that this wow. should be uh, over with by Easter. Uh, that's because Passover, family. What was happening yeah. during Passover in terms of uh, of a uh, biblical significance? I think there was a disease that was coming, and it was supposedly after the firstborn, and folk had to have blood over their doors, right? Yeah. Take a look at it, family. History is repeating itself, and I'm going to tell you something, Bev. We're getting into this precisely at the right time. We could have got into it a little more in-depth last week, but it wasn't time. These next few weeks are going to be quite revealing as we get into Deuteronomy and the Donald, Christ and, I'm sorry, Trump and the Bible. And he's the only person in the history of this country in terms of president whose name appears in the Bible. Now, I want somebody to figure that one out for me. Okay, but Bev, before we started, we got a request. Uh, I'm not going to say this brother is a new member to the family. Uh, okay. And I just opened, I opened his email late. I haven't had a chance to get to my emails because I had to give me another nap. Okay? okay, so I haven't seen anything today again as usual. Uh, I only caught a little snippet because I had to devote all my time to going back over my information and that kind of thing. So, but he requested this song. I'd never heard it. And I must admit, uh, I'm not necessarily um, a participant because I ain't no fan of nobody that's fanatic Mm -hmm. uh, of Lupe Fiasco. Okay, so this is Uh uh, Lupe. Okay. You You never heard of Lupe? Nope. Okay, well, uh, he's uh, been on the scene for the last few years, uh, very popular. If I'm not mistaken, he's from Chicago. Okay. All right, Lupe Fiasco. He, uh, again, if I'm not mistaken, he uh, gave a million dollars. I had spoke to this before, to the Chicago school system. Mm-hmm. And I said he'd have been better off just setting that money on fire. Okay, now, this, is not and he's a, this is not a rapper. Is okay, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I get see. I got him mixed up with Chance the Rapper. I'm talking about Chance the Rapper. Uh, right. Lupe about seven eight years ago, uh, and pretty much he burst on it. Okay, so my apologies to the brother. Uh, it's Chance the Rapper. It's just something about rappers from Chicago uh, who are very inauthentic. That goes for Common. All right. Uh, the only one that seems to have broke the chain is um, uh, oh wow, is Kanye? Okay, he from he's the only one that broke. Yeah, he's the only one that broke the chain. With him in common was basically in the underground together. I know because I was uh into the underground as an old cat back in the day I go back to when they first started doing their thing on college radio they were part of the underground uh, but Common chose to take the money in the in the booty and run okay Kanye uh, made a dash into it got him one of them booties but then he still saw through it luckily for him and he's running away from it now. Kanye is very comfortable uh, with the TV, you know, and the uh, claim, but he in, he, he in the middle of the filth, and he knows it. There's a price to pay for you being in the filth. You don't have to accept it, but everybody see it now. So you can stay in the filth and think that somehow it ain't going to get on you. But I always say it's like wearing a suit in a sewer. You can roll up your pants legs and walk around in that nasty water in that sewer. But when you come out, guess what? That suit going to smell just like that sewer. It ain't got to get wet. You in it. Okay? So let me play this little piece that the brother requested. Uh, and it's called... Street on fire. This is Lupe Fiasco. Okay. Uh, this again is per one of the. I don't normally do this, baby, as you well aware, but I'm gonna do it this time. Okay. Because I think it's relevant.
Sister Bear, shout out to the family that sent that to me. Uh, we're going to try to play this next week as well so people can kind of immerse themselves or lose themselves in the lyrics. Okay? Death is on the tip of her tongue and danger is at the tip of her fingers. Now, I'll tell you what's interesting about this, and I don't know the family that sent this to me, but as we mm-hmm. go along here, you're going to see a, a specific role that the women are playing eerie bear it's absolutely okay. eerie remember the story we are told uh, uh, in terms of the first man and woman on the planet basically occurs in this place called the garden of Eden 
right? Mm-hmm. And something supposedly takes place in the Garden of Eden where the female is tempted and succumbs to the temptation. And she allegedly subsequently uh, tempts Adam. And that's supposed to be the unveiling of nakedness and sex. Right? The snake being symbolic of male genitalia that Eve succumbs to. But these are left brain and right brain activities where the Garden of Eden really resides, where Christ's consciousness is born. All right? Where the crown chakra resides, consciousness reigns supreme. And the attack is on the consciousness. There are even those who are saying that the coronavirus is cover for uh, 5G to begin to attack the consciousness of the people. Hotel, Sister Bev, Hotel family, we ain't got started yet, but we're going to get started here in a minute. <laughs> Hotel Sister Bev, you still there? I'm still here. Okay. 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 I'm sorry, Bev. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean it, but uh, I just thought that that was real interesting. Uh, I wish I had got that a little bit earlier, but again, I want the family to kind of vibe on the, the lyrics in that because I didn't get a chance to really get into it. Uh, but I will by next week because I know, uh, it was sent to me for a reason. And again, the lyrics is talking about pretty much things that are going on out here today in terms of viruses and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I found, again, quite interesting. So Everything is uh, interesting. No question about it, Bear. No question about it. Uh, I even managed to talk to one of the brothers that became a real good friend of mine uh, when I went to Seattle. Now, I just talked about Seattle the other day, yesterday. Uh-huh. Was it yesterday okay. or last week? See, we we put so much stuff in the soup that I can't tell you what's in it. I uh, know. <laughs> but it, <laughs> at any rate, I get a call from this brother. Uh, some of you in the conscious community, I'm sure you're aware of him, but he's a part of that extremely conscious although very small, black population in Seattle. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say his first name, Kepra. Those of you who know him would know who I'm talking about, Brother Kepra. So it's quite interesting. We had a conversation today, uh, and, of course, we kind of went down the whole uh, coronavirus, metaphysical, NATO, Aten, that whole thing, and, you know, of course, is vibing with him because he's part of the conscious community. I'm talking about the real consciousness. And this stuff really hits you in your DNA. So you know the real from the fake when your DNA responds to it. You know, the the white people say you get chills and all this kind of thing. You know, the your nerve ending basically manifest themselves and that kind of thing. That's because that's what it's supposed to do when you run across the real. Yeah. 
the old folks used to say, make your flesh cross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, family. And uh, I'm not surprised that anything that Trump does. Got another phone call today, and uh, this family member was telling me about having a conversation with his significant other. And she's so programmed that she literally had to twist the words that Donald Trump said today. So Mm -hmm. he went back and pulled up the speech. And sure enough, he didn't say anything like that. Mm -hmm. So she's the programming says whatever he does, twist it into whatever you want it to be. That's the programming. Yeah. And as I pointed out to him the other day, what you do when you confront people, even if it's your significant other, because there are circumstances all over the place, particularly between black men and black women, we tend to be more questioning in terms of our spiritual essence. And women tend to be more conformist in, in terms of the church and that whole thing. It's full of the women, no, it's true. not the men. It's true. So, they're much more easily conformist because of their spiritual nature. It's not necessarily a bad thing, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is she is spiritual by virtue of the fact that she is the domain by which we all come on this planet. She is, in effect, a creator. Okay, now we get that name to God. I'm saying she's the other half of the God force. Now, if you want to be Christian, you can call it Adam and Eve. If you want to be in the scientific community, you can call it left brain, right brain. If you want to be in the conscious community, you can call it Asu Aset. But it's all the same thing. There are variations based on who telling the story. And that's all it is. Okay? So... Again, I'm not surprised, and I told him, and we basically just laughed because, you know, again, he's seeing it. So when he basically repeats after they're sitting up there watching exactly what Trump said, she shuts down. She shuts down because he is the glitch in her matrix. Very same thing we were talking about yesterday. And this is occurring all over the place. Uh, right. The, the thing he got to do is make sure that he he doesn't allow for her to reprogram by the original programmer. And see, that's why uh, being of a spiritual essence, particularly when you get into a relationship with somebody, is so important. You should know where they're coming from spiritually before you even get involved. Because if you don't, you're going to have problems. Don't matter who you are, you're going to have problems somewhere along the line. But now if you're a teacher, and that's what the man is supposed to be, because then the woman is supposed to teach the children, and you grow up in the ways of teaching, and she's listening to you and learning from you because you you are an extension of her righteousness. Okay? Here's the deal, family. Most women are desirable. I said most women are desirable. It just depends on 
the need of the man, okay, because we are outward. Our desires are expressed outwardly. So once our desires are expressed, those chemical processes take place, and we get this thing called an erection where she's internal. And that erection doesn't go away immediately. So if you've been in jail for 20 years, damn near everyone you run into look good. Y'all follow me? As opposed to a female. If she's devoted to you and wants to be that way, no man can come next to her. She'll run from him. She don't want nothing he got to offer. But that's how important it becomes for men to teach the women. I didn't say the preacher. Unfortunately, that's a huge problem. Because the preacher becomes the dominant man in, in some of the women's lives. And they end up listening to them before they listen to the man that they sleep in next to every night. Can I get an amen, amen? <laughs> <laughs> so let us go and pray our text for today. <laughs> Is Deuteronomy 13 and 12. Oh. I don't know what Richard Pryor doing in my head these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> he all up in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Our text for today. Anyway, let me, let me, let's get back into the subject matter there because. This stuff is just so mind-blowing. It's just really unbelievable. And again, it's no small coincidence that we are doing this at this particular time in, in history with everything that's going on. And I'm just so eager to see how people, <clears throat> particularly Old Testament, is going to deal with Eastern Passover. I really want to see that. I really want to see that. Because there are certain ceremonies, according to these people, that are sacrosanct. They have to take place on an annual basis. That's their ritual. All right. Yes. So I just want to see what governments are going to do when these people attempt to practice what's sacred to them. Because, see, if you allow this beast to remove the things that you feel are sacred to you, then they've won. All right? Now, I understand, I did hear this, that Trump attempted to, uh, and the Republicans attempted to get the legislation passed to give the people the money. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the Democrats loaded the legislation up with all kind of one-world government Green New Deal yeah. nonsense that it got nothing to do with getting checks to people. Yeah. Now that's just what I heard. I don't, you know. Yeah. Go ahead, that's, that's that's true. That's true. You see, you see how how underhanded. Then they'll go and get that old witch. They call her Pelosi. Well, she I would have thought the. 
they said they had a deal almost, and then she flew in, and she that's when she she changed everything. That's when she add all that stuff into it. Because they the don't want. Witch. Yes, of the West Coast. Okay, because they don't want to to have Trump to appear as though he got another victory. So they loaded it up with all kind of stuff that they know uh, it ain't going nowhere. They already know that. So then they can run around and say, see, he did it. But I'm going to say this again. The last thing you ever want to do is play around with people's money when they ain't got none. That's right. And they still want to keep the government shut down. I just heard little bits and pieces that they're going to do everything within their power to uh, to uh, stretch this thing out much longer. And Trump has said, no, the the cure can't be worse than the disease. That's right. And you should have saw that doctor, the, the lady doctor, she got to twisting and she couldn't control herself, blinking and everything else. He knows who they are and what they represent, Bear. Yeah, I know. And he knows that Pence is a part of it. Oh, yeah. You should see him looking at him. Yeah. That's why he put him with them, because they all come from the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that old saying, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Mm. You know, if we remember last week, we talked about uh, the white boy uh, reading the lips and Pence and Nancy Pelosi was standing up there talking about how they're going to kill Trump with a dual uh, chemical weapon on each of their hands. And once they shook mm-hmm. his hand, he's going to fall over dead at the State of the Union address. Mm. That's how bold these people are. And Trump came out and didn't shake neither one of them's hand. Well, damn, how did he know that? Mm. And what happened to the Wicked Witch? She got so pissed off, she tore up the speech after the State of the Union. Yeah. And then ran off at the conclusion with her little gang around her and said it could have been worse. What? What do you mean it could have been worse? Do you mean he could have shook your hand and Pence's hand? Yep, and had a heart attack. Absolutely. Nobody would ever knew. Yeah. Okay, or if you knew and it came out, you know they're going to call you a conspiracy theorist. Right. Because that's what they do. Every time they kill somebody and people find out, they immediately label you conspiracy theorists. So I hope the family understand that they should never use that term. They should never use that term. If somebody is wrong in their analysis, they're just wrong. But don't use the CIA terminology to classify people because you are basically perpetuating what they do. So that's how they attempt to neutralize anybody. Go ahead, Beth. I was looking at Barr. Uh, and he either was sick or he couldn't stand to be around something going on with the attorney with Barr. 
Bev, April is extremely significant. Mm-hmm. It's extremely significant. And I said a couple of years ago, April should be the day in 2020 when they start with the indictments. Mm. I wasn't thinking of uh, Old Testament ramifications of April would pass over and, and that kind of thing. I wasn't thinking that at all. But damn, if that this ain't the time. Yeah. And just, I mean, just watch as we go along how April pops up to be very significant in Deuteronomy and the Donald. That's why I say it's it's just mind-blowing to me, Bear. So anyway, again, I'm just sitting back taking it all in. And this is a good time, as Brother West say, to be alive. Okay, it's a damn good time to be alive. And so the family that's out there listening to this program, Bear, for the next few weeks, don't Mm -hmm. think that you got this time off by accident, and don't think for one moment that I haven't listened to Beverly D in uh, in the last year. So let me tune in because we had people that haven't listened in a while. Bev. They was listening last I night. I know because I, I yeah. talked to some of them last night after we got off the app. Okay. That's why I had to take that nap again uh, today. I had to take me another nap. Uh, these are not ordinary times. Nothing that's happening is ordinary. Everything is extraordinary. Everything. Okay? So now, let's jump into this stuff where we left off last week. And I'm going to go back to the origin or to the beginning of this particular article. Because one of the first things we want to do is kind of clarify in terms of defining what the Antichrist really is. And it's just amazing. That's why I have to go over things more than once a lot of times. Because I'll see things on second and third, sometimes fourth review that I didn't see on first review or second review. And that's why I say the the forms uh, that I give here in Chicago are always different from the truth to power forms. Personally, I like truth to power forms better. It's not to diminish the forms here because I love the participation of the family. Okay. But when we're doing it on truth to power, there's a flow that come with it that makes understanding much better because I can keep my train of thought And that's when the definitions and the information just flow perfectly. Uh, We did that when we did the body in the Bible. All that stuff flowed so well on truth to power. I always encourage anybody. Matter of fact, Bill, family, Mm -hmm. it was around this time a couple of years ago. Right. It was around the Passover Easter time. Yep. That's right where we kind of went in and explained all that stuff. And, oh, it's just, again, man, I I know uh, I ain't going to use blessed. Uh, 
I don't know what the word to put in there to, to mean blessed. Uh, but I know I'm I'm given favor by something, by this this energy that's all around us to be able to do what we're doing here, Bear. And I don't take any of it for granted. And I damn sure don't take the family for granted. Okay? So, uh, and I'm, I'm with you, L.A. You always want to follow the money. Always. Okay? See, if we had a group of people, we would always have one person like a L.A. to just do, he ain't got to do nothing else but follow the money because he's good right. at it. Right. Okay? Uh, we have Tutmos following the he technological like end of things. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's excellent at it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have Brother Eddie just looking at the numbers. Yeah. Because he's good at it. Yeah. You see? And and then we can't, we of course, can't leave out uh, Brother Myron. We called him the Attorney General because he know them laws. Got to have it. See, what we're talking yeah. about here is all those things that are necessary to have a complete picture of what the hell is going on and, even more importantly, how to deal with it from a variety mm-hmm. of different ways. Mm-hmm. You see? That's what a political body, that's what a group of people who are attempting to lead the people does, such that each particular part of the power dynamic is equally respected because I'm going to use a biblical term because they're equally yoked. All of it is important. Not one piece of it, all of it. Make and the each has to, yes, each piece has to fit. It has to come together to produce that whole there. You got one piece missing. You ain't got the whole. Yeah. So that's truth to power. Period. Now, I ain't, you know, I I hope this is not coming across as being braggadocious. I'm just merely talking about necessity for understanding. That's all. So with that, let's go back to the beginning where we basically unpacked a definition of the Antichrist that just happened to come from the encyclopedia, well, I keep saying encyclopedia, comes from Britannica.com, which is really Encyclopedia Britannica, okay? Uh, The Encyclopedia of the British.com. And the title of the article is The Antichrist. And here's what they say. They say the Antichrist is the popular, I'm sorry, the polar opposite and ultimate enemy of Christ. Now, again, when they say Christ family, they're talking about consciousness. All the technology that they're putting in place today has one ultimate aim with AI being at the very top of that uh, chain. And that is to affect your consciousness, control your consciousness. Okay. So they say he's the polar opposite and ultimate enemy of Christ. He will reign terribly in the period prior to the last judgment. 
the Antichrist first appeared in the epistles of St. John. And the fully developed story of the Antichrist's life and reign is found in medieval text. As applied to various individuals and institutions for nearly two millennia, Antichrist and precursor of Antichrist have been terms of the most intense opprobrium. And again, that word opprobrium means disgraceful behavior. So uh, they're saying the Antichrist has always been identified based on this behavior. Well, that's in, that's in order because consciousness, as we stated over and over, is a level of, of your is based on your behavior. Okay, you can't be running around here chasing the cat twenty four hours a day, and then uh, on twenty three hours a day, and on the twenty fourth hour, you want to be holier than thou. Don't work like that. Okay, now. They say the Christian conception of the Antichrist was derived from Jewish traditions, particularly the book of Daniel in the Hebrew Bible. Written about 167 BCE or before the Christian era, it foretold the coming of a final persecutor who would speak great words against the Most High and wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. Scholars agree the author of Daniel was alluding to the contemporary Hellenistic ruler of Palestine, Antiochus IV Epiphanes, who attempted to extirpate Judaism, or extirpate meaning wipe out. He was going to wipe out Judaism. But because Antiochus was not named, that's in the book of Daniel. No name was ever given. So because Antiochus was not named, later readers could apply the prediction in Daniel to any persecutor. Okay? And that's what they've done. So Antichrist is this vague medieval term that identifies behavior that they can just stick anybody in there because it's an Old Testament construct comes from Jewish traditions. Okay, family? Let's keep following me here. They say early Christians applied it to Roman emperors who persecuted the church, in particular Nero. Now, what did Nero do, Sister Bear? What is he known for? Oh, Nero. Nero, yeah, the whole old Roman Caesar. Oh, Caesar. So one of, uh, one, he, he, he was a Caesar. He wasn't like Julius Caesar, right. but that's what they referred to, the emperors. He was the mm-hmm. emperor of Rome who set Rome on fire. Was he the one looking for the firstborn? He was a degenerate. No. I don't don't know too much about the Bible. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Orgies and all this kind of stuff was the rule of the day (laughs) under Nero. Okay? He set Rome on fire. That's why I played the, the piece 
earlier, Streets on Fire. The brother didn't know I was going here. That sent me that piece. That's why I had to play it. Now, next week, uh, when people get into the lyrics, it's going to become even more relevant. Just wanted to put that in there so people can understand Nero. They say, the four books of the New Testament that fueled Christian belief in the Antichrist were the first two epistles of John, the revelation of John, and the second epistle of Paul to the Thessalonians. The first three of these were written near the end of the first century in the Christian era. The last was written either by the Apostle Paul after 50 in the Christian era or by one of Paul's immediate disciples some 20 or 30 years later. Neither 2 Thessalonians nor Revelation used the term Antichrist, but both works refer to a coming persecutor who is the same person, okay? So ain't no such thing as no antichrist. They label people as a persecutor based on their behavior, okay? They say the first epistle of John introduces a distinction between the antichrist who will come and the many, many antichrists who are already active in the world, okay? So they're basically saying anybody can be the antichrist, but there is one distinction. They say this distinction not only enabled believers to denigrate contemporaries as antichrists without having to label a single individual as the antichrist, but allowed them to identify the body of antichrist as a collectivity existing in the present, but destined to have its day of triumph in the future. And that's why many in the Christian world and the religious world for that matter, uh, can label anybody they want to today as the antichrist or Hitler. That's a come whenever these people want to go kill somebody or remove them, they label him Hitler. Hitler is known as the Antichrist. Well, who labeled him that? Well, of course, Old Testament labeled him that. Because he supposedly did what? Persecuted the Jews. All right? That's how come. Everybody that the body politic don't like is Hitler. And of course, as we all know, They've already labeled Orange Man as Hitler. He's the first Orange Hitler in history. All right? All the rest of them have been white. He's the first Orange one. So we got an Orange Hitler on the same family. All right? Orange Man bad. They say, early Christians emphasized the coming of the one great Antichrist. The revelation of John refers to this figure as the beast from the abyss. Okay? That's in the Revelation 11 and 7. And the beast from the sea. 
That's in Revelation 13 and 1. They say in the most sustained account of his appearance in 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 12, he's called the man of sin. The man of sin. Well, what do they mean by sin? And of course, I went to the metaphysical dictionary. That would be, you can follow along with me if you want to, family. That would be truthunity.net. Truthunity.net. Oh, where you at? Where you at in here? Uh Uh-oh. I got to look for it here. I got so much stuff here. It's just really... Uh, where you at here? Oh, there we go. There we are. The sin is trying to hide from me, Bear family. But I he found can, me some sin. <laughs> it could run, but it can't hide. <laughs> Absolutely. You a sinner, it's going to come out. <laughs> so I found my sin. <laughs> so here, let's let's go back and read that again. They say the revelation of John refers to this figure as the beast from the abyss and the beast from the sea. In the most sustained account of his appearance, which is in Second Thessalonians uh, uh, number 2, from 1 through 12, he's called the man of sin and the son of perdition. So let's go and look up, since the son of perdition is the same as the man of sin, let's go and look up the metaphysical meaning of sin, and here's what it says. Because, see, we got to understand the definitions in order to deal with the context which things are used in. Because there are people who will take these words and use the modern-day characterization to identify what was originally said. And that's totally out of order. Okay? Now, that's why they got two Bibles, Old Testament and New Testament. Because New Testament is a updated version based on definitions, based on information that was found subsequent to Old Testament. But folk that deal with Old Testament ain't having none of it. They ain't believing in no Christ, right? That's Old Testament. That ain't me. They say ain't no Christ. They waiting for the first one to come. And it's going to be one of them. But again, family, we know And once we become enlightened, it becomes incumbent upon us to stand up, since we claim that as our birthright, why are we hiding from it? We need to call them out for who and what they are, because we're really dealing with, and it's been exposed, as Satanism. That's a fact. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Spirit cooking, eating flesh, and drinking blood, you tell me what it is. Because in 2020, that's real today. That's not a hypothetical. Okay? So now, we know that that's straight up Old Testament. Okay? They Satanists. So now, they say, what is the metaphysical meaning of sin? 
missing the mark, falling short of the divine law. The divine law is the law of God, the law of being. It's the underlying principle of every man's being and of the universe. Because, in fact, we are one with the universe. The original seven planets basically mirrored the seven chakras. Folk came along and added other stars to it. That ain't the original. Each one of those planets has a vibratory level that's in in unison with each of the seven chakras. And each one of them represents one of the seven chakras. That's a fact. Now, that's how come... um, uh, well, Sister Bev has been involved in all her life. is so important. Okay? I'm talking astrology. Very important. Now, they say sin is a departure from the law of being. The command of God to man is to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The creatures of land and sea represent states of mind. States of mind. Remember the white horse bear, the hippocampus? Yeah. In the brain? Yeah. The white horse that Jesus is supposed to ride in on, that's in your head. They're literally telling you that these things basically dealt with things that went on inside your body. That's right. Okay? So they say the creatures of the land and sea represent states of mind, and they are all contained in the consciousness of every man. Any failure on our part to exercise this dominion is falling short or a sin. Okay? That means left brain and right brain, feminine and masculine, has to come back together. Adam and Eve, or Sue or Seth, has to come back together because they've been torn apart since Akhenaten, where he became the man and the woman. And right after him, the Hebrew reign, which again, the woman is basically totally neutralized by the Hebrews. That's Akhenaten or Moses. That's the father of monotheism. That's Amenhotep IV. So now the woman is neutralized and then comes Christianity. Well, what happens with that? The woman is still outside of allegedly giving birth, the virgin birth. Ain't no more Mary. She gone. Never to be mentioned. She out of there. Just give birth to the Messiah and now you gone. The women are still enslaved. That's something wrong with that picture. Or is it? I'm just telling you what happened. And it's still like that pretty much to this day. Then came Islam. And what happened? Because Islam is nothing more than the derivative of Christianity and Judaism. So what happens? The same thing is repeated. Absolutely total male dominance with the woman now covered up from head to toe. I ain't criticizing it. I'm just telling you what it is. 
and she's thoroughly neutralized. It's the men who are dominant. Okay? Because it is nothing more than a part of Christian or Judeo-Christian ethic. So again, that whole thing with all of these three great religions, historically speaking, are repeating themselves because they're all part and parcel of the same thing. The important thing to understand is that this begins with Akhenaten, Amenhotep IV, Moses, and that's why Akhenaten is subsequently depicted as both male. He commissioned this to be done once he created the Aten, that he should be depicted at the top half of his body as a male and the bottom half as a female. Because he's all-encompassing. Okay? Our set is gone. Only to return again during what we call, or what we, are, we know as, the second coming. The Christ consciousness is the reemergence and coming together of the feminine and masculine energies. Not the feminine energy replacing the masculine energy. That's the lesbian thing. They are complementary to each other. And if you think they ain't, uh, for you married couples, <clears throat> this is not being said in in terms of filth. But when you lay down tonight, if y'all decide to do what you do, Ask yourself, how is it that the man and the woman sexually seem to fit each other, where both of them have their sexual organs is exactly the same place. The woman is the internal version of the man who is external. She can deal with hers much better than we can deal with ours because we are seen. She's only heard. My baby don't have to worry. <laughs> she don't have to rob and steal. <laughs> don't ask me why I'm getting the blues of fetish here, family. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> My baby don't have to worry. She don't have to rob and steal. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's my mom looking over my shoulder. Anyway, let, let's keep going. I just had to put that little explanation in there, family, because this is real talk, okay? We are the exact uh, opposite of each other, and that's how it should be, <laughs> in spite of what some people want you to think. <clears throat> now, so they go on here to say, uh, the eternal sin, well, let me go back. Let me go back. They say the creatures of the land and sea represent states of mind, and they are all contained in the consciousness of every man. Any failures on the part uh, to exercise this dominion is a falling short or a sin. They say the eternal sin or unpardonable sin is the belief that God is the creator of disease or inharmony of any nature is called an eternal sin because that which is eternal is abiding. 
So long as man abides in the conviction that God causes him to suffer, he closes his mind against the inflow of God's gifts of health, peace, and harmony. Man's sins are forgiven when he ceases to sin and opens his mind to the fact that he is heir only to the good. And we've all heard, family, of uh, sayings that when people are killed by some idiot, it's God's will. They're saying, no, it's not. Here's the other point. And for as long as I can remember in questioning religion, even as a young child, I would always ask, does the devil have offspring? Since they want to feed me the devil, I want to know. You know, he's he's as, as powerful and as beautiful, allegedly, as God. That's what we're being told. So I wanted to know, since he's so alluring, does he have offspring? And I would say, he almost would have to be. Otherwise, he wouldn't be as alluring and be able to tempt people the way we've been told. Oh, look out for that devil. All right? Because he'll tempt you. He tempted Eve. Ain't that what they tell us? So, uh, again, if he has offspring, then it's not one person. There's several. There are many. And that's basically talking about a particular state of mind. Sin. Okay? Uh, falling short of the divine mark. A departure from the laws of our being. Okay? Let's look at another metaphysical definition of sin from, from true unity as well. Here's what they say. The New Testament word for sin, notice now, they automatically draw a distinction between Old Testament definition and New Testament definition. They say the New Testament definition for sin, or amartia, A-M-A-R-T-I-A in Greek, means literally to miss the mark. To miss the mark. That's New Testament. In the Old Testament, the corresponding Hebrew word for amartia is net. N-E. Does that remind you of something, Bear? Um, the internet. Bingo. Who controls the internet? The government. Oh, Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it means sin. Where on this planet can you get porn to order without even paying for it? Now, if you say something that they don't like, they'll kick your ass off the internet before you know what happened. But if you want to go and, and get some booty, if you want to go and view uh, sexual deviancy, Oh, 24 hours, right there on the net. And that's why in places like YouTube, 
You can't pull up a YouTube video and not see Old Testament symbols, six-point stars, and other stuff all over the place. Right there on YouTube videos. Not on one YouTube video, every single one of them. And it wasn't always there. Because as a one who has been monitoring it, we talked about it when they first put one of the symbols on YouTube. It's the six-point star. Look right there to the bottom right of any YouTube video, and you'll see that six-point star looking you right in your face. Of course, we know it ain't their origin. It didn't originate with them, but they use it as their symbol. Okay? Now, if it ain't there, you tell me. All right, then you got a different YouTube than what I'm looking at. But we remember about seven, eight years ago when they first put it on there, it wasn't always there. And every time you turn around, they sneaking something in there. Now they want to tell you what you can say and what you can't say. Next is going to be what you can buy or sell because everything going to be bought or sold. Guess where, family? On the internet. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. That's what it's about. And that's why we've been warning people about it since before they put it out here. Okay? And I use it every day. But I'm using it to kick booty. All right? And sin. That just reminds me of one of the classic songs from back in the day by the Whispers. It's called Living in Sin. Man, I love that song. All right. Anyway, it's about a man and a woman in love, but they ain't married. So people say they living in sin. See, back in my day, it wasn't uncommon for you to hear those words that was described people you know, that we're doing things, even though I'm in the ghetto, I'm deep in the ghetto, I'm in public housing, you don't get no more ghetto than that. But I'm hearing these terms used by the older people. Because there was still some distinction between right and wrong. But when Old Testament moves up and takes over even more and more stuff, now there is no distinction between right and wrong. It's just whatever you feel like doing, just go ahead, damn it, and do it. Ain't no right and wrong. Then I get to do my research and I find out that that's part of the theological belief system. Ain't no right and wrong. Then I look at the church and I realize that's a part of the, uh, a belief system. Just go and, and confess and then you can go out and kill and steal and rob some more people. And we get caught up in it. Okay? We get caught up in it. Now, they go on to say here, <clears throat> the same word that an archer would use if he missed the target, okay, uh, missing the mark. They say, this meaning accurately describes the condition brought about by lack of perfection. They say for a metaphysical definition of the word sin, we need to relate the term to human consciousness. Metaphysically, sin is the word we use that refers to any human attempt, conscious or unconscious, to negate or distort 
any divine ideas. Okay, family? So now, let's go back to the definition where they say, uh, pull that page back up here, where Second Thessalonians says that he is called, talking about the Antichrist, the man of sin, right? So now we know what sin is, people that basically deviate from uh, um, uh, 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 people who deviate from divine meanings, okay? Um, or people who miss the mark. Or in uh, Old Testament Hebrew, the net. All right? Uh, you basically departing from uh, divine law. All right? That's sin. Now, they say, uh, he will come at a time of great apostasy, deceive people with signs and wonders, sit in the temple of God and claim to be God himself. He will be defeated by Jesus, who would destroy him by the spirit of his mouth and the brightness of his coming. That's in Second Thessalonians uh, 2 and 8. They say, because Second Thessalonians is sketchy about the details of the Antichrist person and nature of his reign, biblical commentators from the era of the early Middle Ages provided missing features. And what they're really saying is they weren't, satisfied with what was already done so they decided to go in and change some stuff to fit what they wanted they always do they say their work was integrated into a brief treatise in the 10th century by the way the 10th century just happened to be the time that the Knights Templars were reigning supreme in conjunction with the church running throughout the planet, kicking people's asses and taking their land. All right. All in the name of Christianity, but underneath it all, actually working for the Jews. Because now we know Masonic literature come right out of Old Testament. All right. Oh, the research is just absolutely wonderful, boy. Or as Jerry Butler said back in the day, ain't understanding mellow. Ain't understanding mellow. Couldn't have this love without it. Understanding is mellow, family. All right? Don't mean we 100% accurate. Just means we got a better understanding of some stuff. So let's keep going. They say these uh, biblical commentators had their work integrated into a treatise in the 10th century, which was 954 in the Christian era, by a monk from Lorraine named Atso. In a letter to Queen Jiburga of France, 
Atso's letter became the standard medieval reference work on the Antichrist. In the 13th century, it was partially supplanted by several chapters on the Antichrist in Hugh Ripland's handbook, Compendium Theologica Veritas, or Veritatis, or the Compendium of Theological Truth. Ripland's account differed from Adso's only in minor details. So he basically just updating everything. Okay? They're 300 years apart from each other, but it don't matter. Uh, they're going to keep this stuff going, keep it moving, so to speak. Now, they go on to say, the medieval view uh, communicated by Adso, Ripplin, and others rested on the, ant- the Antichrist being the parodic opposite of Christ in all things. As Christ was born of a virgin by means of a Holy Spirit, the Antichrist will be born of a whore by means of a diabolical spirit. Although opinions differed as to whether the Antichrist's father will be a man or a demon, the Antichrist will be. He's full of the devil. They say, both Christ and the Antichrist are born of the Jews. But Antichrist will be born of the tribe of Dan, the viper in the road. That's in Genesis 49 and 17. Rather than the tribe of Judah and in Babylon, not Bethlehem. Okay? He's born in a barn, not in the house. Okay? And again, we're talking about the body. Okay? You are Bethlehem. They say, like Christ, the Antichrist will grow up in obscurity and begin his open ministry at age 30, gaining followers by giving signs and performing miracles. The signs and miracles are polar opposites of Christ because the Antichrist miracles will be only tricks. You saw some of that in old Charlton Heston propaganda called Moses, right? Where he throws down the staff and, you know, then Pharaoh, throw, Pharaoh throws down his staff and then Moses throw down his. And black folks are running around here for about 20 years thinking Charlton Heston was Moses. Although I will admit, he did uh, figure quite prominently in the civil rights movement, Charlton Heston. And then, of course, as time went on, he was labeled as a racist, but he was one of the first white actors to kiss a black woman on screen. Okay? What That's movie, Planet what of the movie Apes. was that? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Hmm. Planet of the Apes. Or was it Omega Man? No, let me take that back. Check it out, family. It was Omega Man. Where he runs into the black woman who has a black son, right? But check the title of the movie, Omega Man. Now, we were always told that Christ was what, Sister Bear? The Alpha? But he was supposedly the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. Exactly. 
and the Omega Man was dealing with an end times based on what? Release of a virus. So he's living in seclusion. Got to only got to stay in the house. Ain't nobody on the street. It's just wild, family. And he only goes out at certain times of the day because he don't want to get caught by these zombified people who are infected by the virus. The only reason he didn't get infected because he's immune to it. But he he goes out one day and runs into a, a this black woman. And of course, you know, nature takes its course from there, right? But that's that's real. But now that's in the 60s, in the 70s. But as the 80s and the 90s roll around and this beast start coming into full view, Charlton Heston is now a racist because he's for uh, uh, the NRA. He was the head of the NRA before he died. It's just amazing, you know, how things seem to take shape over a period of time. And, of course, uh, I can recall black people calling this dude a racist. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks, bro. Uh, the, I, uh, Brother Eddie says that was Paula Kelly who played the female role in the movie. Be good to kind of pull that up. You can probably go online and pull that up on YouTube, probably. You got a lot of stuff on YouTube these days. Omega Man. Anyway, they say both Christ and the Antichrist are born of the Jews, but Antichrist will be born of the tribe of Dan, the viper in the road, rather than the tribe of Judah and in Babylon, not Bethlehem. Like Christ, the Antichrist will grow up in obscurity and begin his open ministry at age 30, gaining followers by giving signs and performing miracles. They go on to say, the Antichrist triumphant reign, check this out, family, will last for three and a half years. Let me read that again. The Antichrist reign will last for three and a half years. Now watch this, family. April of this year will be Trump's three and a half years. And then didn't Pelosi say that he wasn't gonna be reelected? She, may, I mean, she was like, uh, she could bet her life on it the way she said it. Uh, uh, was this recently, Bev, or a few months ago, or something like that? A few, a few months ago. Okay, right she was talking the, about. Uh huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, when he did his speech, the. Oh, but she told the paperwork uh, up somewhere around. There. Oh, okay, the State of the Union, yeah. Yeah. State of the Union. Uh, I heard mm-hmm. her say it even before that. Okay. Okay. But uh, really, she don't know what she's talking about. Those three and a half years are the coil of your chakra system. That's the Kundalini. Okay. That's the Kundalini uncoiled. Now, the kundalini coils, oh, excuse me, the kundalini coils, because we're talking about the DNA strand, 
your DNA, your Kundalini, has that 3.5 coil for the male and 3.5 coil for the female. When you add 3.5 and 3.5, see, this is all documented. We dealt with this a few years ago. That's why it's just really interesting that we are back on something similar, but now we see things a little clearer because that the Kundalini, which is basically opening of the seven seals, unopens when both feminine and masculine come together. That's left brain and right brain. That only happens when the seven seals, the seven chakras, are ignited. That's the male and the female. It's no small coincidence that the Garden of Eden in your head is just below uh, uh, the crown chakra, family. Because once that three-and-a-half coil unites with the other three-and-a-half coil, the feminine and the masculine, which is in each each and every one of us automatically, we have both testosterone and uh I'm sorry, testosterone and uh, what's the female hormone there? Estrogen. Estrogen. Right. Which is where Easter comes from. Right? Remember we dealt with that, right? Mm -hmm. Easter basically comes from the word estrogen. I'm sorry. Yeah, estrogen. And, of course, we ain't going to go back and deal with all that again. People can just pull the stuff down. It's all documented. It's all that. So uh, each of us has a specific amount of estrogen and testosterone in us, both the male and the female, because we are complementary to each other and not in competition. That's what Old Testament wanted to do. That's why he relegated the woman to slavery. And all those that follow him did the same thing. And whether you're a Christian or a Muslim or whatever, you don't have to take my word for it. Look at it and tell me what happened. It's real simple. This ain't my opinion. Still exists to this day. Uh, where's the female rabbi? I ain't seen the either family. Is, do Go they ahead, have baby. any female uh, priests? Do they have any female priests? Well, yeah, that's because the church has been broken up into 20,000 pieces. Oh, okay. I don't know where no female imams is. Okay. You you ever seen any? Mm-mm. Oh, is it imam? I-M-O-M instead of I-M-A-M. I'm talking about Catholic priests. I know what you're saying. But when you say Catholic priests, that's a part of the Christian ethic. I'm saying with with Martin Luther, the church broke up. And then you began to have female priests. There are a lot of them out here in different denominations. They ain't in the Catholic church. But they in the Episcopal church. They in the Lutheran church. Female priests look like little boys because we know what they are, but they're female priests. And, of course, we know we got Baptist female priests. Johnny Coleman right here in Chicago had a huge congregation, but she dealt with metaphysics. But she was a priest. 
but go in the Catholic Church and give me one. Go in Islam and give me a female imam. Go in Judaism and give me a a, a, a Jewish rabbi, female. Now I'm not saying they may be they may be one or two out there somewhere. I don't know. I'm just saying in my reality, I don't see them. And all I'm saying is, it's a perpetuation of what happened with the birth of monotheism. And we can see it to this day. That's the point. All right. As as I always say, there are always exceptions to everything. But damn if that ain't the rule. Okay. The point is, we're talking about processes that go on inside the human body that relegate a much of what we we've been told to be put on the sideline for some better understanding, some clarity in terms of what the hell has really happened and what's happening today. So that three and a half years is representing of the three and a half coils that the Kundalini is in before it's activated. Again, that's male and female coming together to make the seven, which is, of course, once the seven chakras are uh, ignited, the seven is, that's why the number seven has always been representative of Christ's consciousness. That's supposed to be God's number. Okay. They say, like the Antichrist, I'm sorry, like Christ, the Antichrist will come to Jerusalem, but opposite Christ. He will be enthusiastically hailed and revered by the Jews. Wait a minute, didn't Trump just go to Jerusalem last year and, or year before last and announced that Jerusalem was now the capital of Israel? They even named a town after him, and they minted coins. We'll get to that later on, family. They minted coins with Donald Trump's face on it in Israel. Okay? They say he will rebuild the temple and sit on the throne of Solomon in a sacrilegious and hideous inversion. He will convert the rulers of the earth to his cause and persecute Christians dreadfully. And right away, I can hear the family now. Well, that can't be Trump. Okay. Depends on uh, what your view of the Antichrist really is. We said early on that when we label Trump the Antichrist, we don't come from this spooky thing. We say Christ is a consciousness and Trump is the anti-spirit. That's what the Antichrist is from my research. Okay. Because, again, they already told you it's a made-up term. By who? By the Jews. This is what this document is saying. I'm just repeating it. And, of course, they go on to say that they made some little changes here and there so they could accommodate anybody that they didn't like. They could call him Antichrist. But there is one major Antichrist that's supposed to come. That basically nullifies all of these little bitty little antichrists. I tell you, it's just fascinating to me, family. All right. So they say he will convert the rulers of the earth to his cause and persecute Christians dreadfully. Those who resist will be tortured. And there will be a great suffering. 
the two great prophets, Enoch and Elijah, who never died, but were spirited away to the earthly paradise, will arrive to preach against the tyrant and comfort the elect. Antichrist will slay them. As I said earlier, Sister Bear, April is going to be really interesting because they say at the end of three and a half years, the Antichrist will be destroyed by the power of Christ, whereupon there will come the last judgment and the end of the world. Now, they say the 12th century Calabrian monk, Joachim of Fiori, formulated a view of past and future persecutions that inspired him to propose the appearance of a succession of Antichrist. Nero, Muhammad, Saladin, before the arrival of the great Antichrist. So again, they all along the way are creating stuff that justifies their behavior against anybody they don't like. Because let's be clear, family, every black leader in this country, all right, has been labeled the Antichrist by the powers that be in this country. And the Old Testament folk have made it quite clear. This is documented. It ain't me saying it. It's them saying it. That there would never be a black leader in this country that they don't control. That's what they said. Ever. So anybody that comes up by way of the people that don't adhere to them, you better damn well get ready because they're going to start labeling the Antichrist. They even labeled Jesse Jackson the Antichrist. Well, here, I mean, come to think of it, I, I think I might have called him that and some, some other stuff along the way. Anyway, let's keep going. We're going to let Jesse hold us up here. They say, uh, uh, oh, they say, according to Joe Kim, he would not be a Jew from Babylon but the embodiment of the worst evils, the crimes of heresy and oppression of the church. Since Joachim expected the coming of a wondrous millennial era on earth between the death of the Antichrist and the last judgment, he foretold the coming of another enemy of God, final Antichrist. That's in quotes. He referred to him, check this out, family, as Gog, implying the final Antichrist will be allied with or identical to the enemy forces of Gog and Magog, which will appear to do battle with the saints after the millennium. After the millennium. The year 2000. And before the last judgment, by the way, when they say Gog and Magog, they're talking about Gog being Russia and Magog being the land, okay, the land where uh, 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 the last battle was fought 
okay, by Christ before the second coming. So you can see, family, Old Testament in trying to hook up Donald Trump. And Hillary said it because first and foremost, Hillary is a Jew. Her maiden name is Hillary Rodham, check her lineage. Okay? And she ran around talking and she would have no problem bombing Russia. And what have they been doing for the first almost three years of Trump's presidency? Russia, Russia, Russia. Watch this, family. Let me go back and read this because you'll find this quite interesting. Okay? They say, blah, blah, blah. Since Joe Kim expected the coming of a wondrous millennial era on earth between the death of the Antichrist and the last judgment, he foretold the coming of another enemy of God, a final Antichrist. Okay? That ain't the one that I was looking for. But when you go back and read this article, particularly this part that I'm in right now, you'll notice that it's almost as if they allude to, they say the last, there will come the last judgment and the end of the world, okay, where the Antichrist will be destroyed by the power of Christ. That was going to signal the last judgment, or are they saying the last president? That's the book written in the late 1800s about Donald Trump, all right? Uh, and then they say, uh, blah, 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 that last battle, the enemy forces of Gog and Magog, which will appear to do a final battle with the saints after the millennium and before the last president or last judgment. Okay. Just before that, I think on the a prior page, it's almost as if they're, when they mention another phrase, it's as if they're talking about Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. I meant to mention it, but I didn't. So it's just, again, it's eerie for me seeing these things, okay? And being able to plug other stuff in there that is completely logical to me based on the research that I've done. They go on here to say, the Russian czar, Peter the Great, was named the Antichrist by his opponents, the old believers, in the 20th century, because the old believers were from the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church, which is still very prominent in Russia to this day. And it's already been foretold uh, by people who study these things that uh, when the Eastern Orthodox which, uh, again, rebelled against Roman Catholicism, and that's, to a large degree, been the nature of their fighting each other over the years. The Eastern, Eastern Orthodox is actually older, or let's just say it's congruent with Roman Catholicism. It just broke away from it, okay? So uh, they're supposed to come back together. When the wall came down, Okay, the the when communism folded, allegedly, the Eastern Orthodox and uh I forget what they call him, uh him and the Pope met. And for those of us who are watching this kind of stuff, we said, Wow, that has to be some kind of 
of a, a significance because these things had already been foretold for people to watch out for. And now here they are talking about Gog and Magog. Anyway, let's go on. They say in the 20th century, commentators identified Mussolini as the Antichrist because of his attempt to revive the Roman Empire. It's the very, uh, uh, the symbol of the Roman Empire. The Roman Catholic Church. Okay? Now, Mussolini and Hitler were both backed by the Pope. The Roman Catholic Church, who didn't like the Jews either. But check it out, family. When Hitler and Mussolini lost the war, remember now, they used the church to smuggle out Nazis into uh, South America, et cetera, et cetera, in Operation Paperclip dressed as what? Priests. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Brother uh, Tutmos. The Patriarch of Consta- Constantinople. Okay. So that church is just as old as the uh, uh, Roman Catholicism. Okay. So again, they smuggled them Nazis out of out of uh, uh, Germany using the Catholic Church, right? Because they were supporting Hitler and Mussolini, all right? And by the way, again, just a footnote in this, Mussolini attempted to overthrow Haile Selassie in Ethiopia. uh, Haile Selassie uh, well, let me let me hold that back because I I'm, I don't want to put out misinformation. Uh, but I know he came here and asked for some assistance and got turned away. Uh, so when it comes to us, oh, it's all right to remove us, all right. And and again, Ethiopia is the home of the oldest Christian religion. Well, again, let me qualify that. One of the homes in Africa of the oldest Christian religion on the planet. And that's why when the walls came down, they had this airlift of Ethiopian Jews to Israel. Because, again, they operating off biblical prophecy. So they had to get Jews from every corner of the earth to fulfill the prophecy under the right to return. Russia also complies and allows for the Jews to leave Russia. Not all of them, but numbers of them to leave Russia and go to Israel under the right of return. Unfortunately for us, some other Russian Jews left there too. They call the Russian mafia. Okay? They in New York and California and Chicago strong. All right, you may have written with one of their companies called Uber, and you just didn't realize it. But that's all right. That's quite all right. Okay? Again, these are pretty much footnotes to add to that are equally as interesting because when the Ethiopian Jews went there, we subsequently found out that the little white boys over there, the Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi, 
was sterilizing the Ethiopian women in Israel without their knowledge. That came out about five, six years ago. That caused the exodus from the beast. It's real talk, family. You can Google it. Don't take my word for it. So, uh, they put on that religious face on one hand, but they bathed in blood on the other, particularly ours. All right? So, I'm going to say it again. You cannot bend, bow, or scrape before these people at all. And any so-called Christian preacher standing up in the pulpit claiming righteousness and ain't calling out the fake Hebrews is in error, period. I don't know how you can come with that book and not point out the synagogue of Satan to the people. Okay? So now, they say, in the 16th century, the fixation on the Antichrist as an individual gave way to the Antichrist as a collective body of evil. This position was made concrete by Martin Luther, who insisted that the institution of the papacy, the Roman Catholic Church, with the Pope, was the Antichrist. That's Martin Luther. He called it that. Okay? Then they say, in closing, the view of the Antichrist as, Antichrist as a diabolical institution is also reflected in the superstition that credit cards and electronic barcodes mark innocent people with the Antichrist sign, the number 666. That's in Revelation 13 and 18. Okay? And they say superstition because this is the Cyclopedia Britannica. We have to go in and determine with our research whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Because this is the Encyclopedia Britannica, which is really Encyclopedia of the British. Okay? And I only go so far with them. Uh, so now, let's continue, right? We got the Encyclopedia Britannica's definition of the Antichrist. Let's go get a metaphysical meaning of the Antichrist from truthunity.net. And here's what they say. They say, in Greek, it means, the Antichrist means against Christ, opposed to Christ, instead of Christ. That which does not confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. They say, metaphysically, that which denies or opposes the idea that the Christ dwells in and is the true self, the true self of each individual. Let me, let me repeat that again. Because we got to come with another definition based on what they just said there. They say, that which denies or opposes the idea that Christ, which we told you, family, is consciousness, dwells in 
and is the true self, your consciousness is your self, of each individual. We went back to truth unity to find out what the metaphysical meaning of self was. And it says self or Christ, the divine idea is the true self of every man. Adam, A-D-A-M, but for clarity, family, put in there A-T-O-M, because that's what we're talking about here. Six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons. That's the real 666. That's the atom. Okay? Uh, Adam, the natural man, is the incomplete self. And that's absolutely true, family. Because chemical processes in us, which come to the three and a half, when we get together with that other three and a half, that woman, and become intertwined, right? What happens? Normally, if you ain't careful, a pregnancy will occur. You know why? Because them atoms get together and there's a nuclear explosion in the female. There's an atomic explosion that creates the child. A biological construct comprised of what? Atoms. Y'all see it? Okay? In me or in you as an individual and in her as an individual, it's the incomplete self. It's really the self is the divine idea. Before it happens in the bed, it happens in your head. That's consciousness. They say the fulfillment of self is accomplished as man puts on the Christ, the consciousness. Let's go back, okay, to the metaphysical meaning of the Antichrist. Okay? So now, again, that last sentence was the metaphysical. The metaphysics is that that which denies or opposes the idea that Christ dwells in and is the true self of each individual. That's male and female. They say, those who make the dwelling spirit or truth their guide and authority will not be deceived by false claims made either by individuals or by institutions. Did you Republicans and Democrats hear that? Did you preachers who support one of these parties over the other, did y'all hear that? Let me read it for you again. Those who make the dwelling spirit of truth their guide and authority will not be deceived by false claims made either by individuals or by institutions. So it's truth that should guide you. 
not Democrat, Republican. I can hear some of them breaking down crying right now. But they gave me a 501c3, and it allowed me to get rich. What am I going to do without the Democrat and Republican Party? Help me and help fill this plate as I pass it around. Let me go on, family. They really talking about you and me. Okay? They say the way to safety is to trust the spirit of truth continually for protection from false ideas. The man of sin is the carnal mind in each individual. Did you hear that, family? We all got it in us. It's up to you to determine which you want to adhere to. They say the man of sin is the carnal mind in each individual. That's male and female. And it always opposes and misrepresents the truth. Sometimes, It poses as an angel of light and truth. Everyone who overcomes this inner adversity, because sin is in us, remember, left brain, male-oriented construct by itself, and if uh, if it operates on its own, it's governed by ego, and that it must learn that it is much stronger, it's in a much stronger position when it aligns with right brain. That's the two, three and a half coils allowing one to become Christ-like, the activation of Christ consciousness. Okay? Adam and Eve are sewer are set. Get them together. And when them three and a half get to coiling, right? Here come Haru. Now they want you to pay child support for Haru. If it's operating from the proper perspective to begin with, nobody got to come to you and tell you to pay no child support. If you coming at it from a spirit of truth, if you coming at it from a spiritual, uh, from a, a position of a man of sin, from the carnal mind, then you just trying to, you know, activate a booty call. You can do that. Okay, that's up to each and every individual. They say everyone who overcomes this this adversary will be saved from all deception that may be practiced by anybody or anything that claims the place of the Lord Jesus Christ. The overthrow of the man of sin is promised. That's the carnal mind. To obtain fulfillment of that promise, We have to keep ourselves one with the spirit of truth. So follow the knowledge of truth and everything else will take care of itself, family. They say, as an instance of the work of the Antichrist, we see in the world a very active effort to exalt death and to delude men into believing that death is the way to eternal life in heaven. Such a thought is opposed to Christ because Jesus came to deliver the human race from death and to fulfill man or God's perfect will, abundant life. 
those guided by the spirit of truth understand the life teaching and are not led astray by any philosophy that makes death and the grave necessary factors in spiritual growth. Did you hear me, family? So when you hear people talking about going out here, dying for for this particular philosophy and that particular philosophy because that's supposedly spiritual nourishment, in a phrase is spiritual bullshit. Sorry, family. Okay. Now, the everlasting life don't come through paradigm. It's in you before you leave this life. You got the capacity to do that. Okay. It's all on you. Okay. So now, we, I thought that that was very interesting, Bear, because now we've got a metaphysical view of what the Antichrist is. We've got right. a uh, an encyclopedic view of what the Antichrist is. Uh, and so now it's time to move on to our good friend, Orange Man. Okay. And and, uh, and and someone in the chat room says that you know orange is the color of the your saccharine chakra chakra. Yes. Yes, no doubt about it. Uh I, again, I <laughs> I just find it just quite interesting. And again, we haven't even started. We just getting started here, family. Okay? Cuz I know the family probably have already heard that Trump was born on the blood moon, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, you just can't make it up there because he became the president in 2016 during one of the most talked about times in recent years because there were four consecutive blood moons during that time. And they were referred to as the tetrad, tetra meaning four, okay? They were referred to as the tetrad. And then we find out that Trump was born on a blood moon. That blew me away. I mean, absolutely blew me away. And to be quite honest, this was after we had already said uh, where the four blood moons and all that happened before. So in 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 honesty, it happened a little bit before we made the determination that Trump was the Antichrist. Because all this is taking place in 2016. Okay, at at this precise time, four years ago. Man, yeah. man, it's just. <laughs> but let's keep going because in that first article, uh, the Antichrist. Uh, it referred to Antiochus the Fourth Epiphanes in the uh, the Book of Daniel in the Hebrew Bible, okay, and then it referred to Nero, right, uh, being a persecutor of the Christians because, of course, 
we all know he was feeding them to the lions, right? The lions say, what are we having for lunch? The commercial said we have and beefaroni is made with macaroni, right? Well, during their time, it was we having Christians. That's what the lion said. One lion said to another, oh, what's on the menu? And the other lion said, Christians, what else? Mm. All right? Uh, so he was hated for that, as he well should have been. Right? And, of course, the reward for Rome was Nero burn it down, set the streets on fire. The important thing is that this is all a part, as they said in that uh, uh, Britannica article, this is really referring to the book of Revelation. Okay? So now, that means we had to go and do a metaphysical look at the book of Revelation or Revelation in general. Okay? I find it quite interesting because here's what they say. Uh, This is from Truth Unity. The book of Revelation revealed, and of course, this is from Revelation 13. Okay? And as you might expect, they're talking about the Antichrist. Here's what they say. The Antichrist is the devil's Messiah, Satan's Messiah. God has a Messiah. And who was God's Messiah? Jesus. Who's the devil's Messiah? The Antichrist. This idea of the Antichrist developed among the Jews. Here we go again. It became prevalent prevalent in Jewish thought just before the Christian times, just as we just got through going through in, in the Britannica article. If you notice, uh, much of the stuff talking about uh, Antichrist and persecutor uh, came about during the early part of the Christian era. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> didn't exist. In Old Testament, that was pretty much New Testament construct. Let's go on. They say the idea of the Antichrist developed among the Jews. It became prevalent in Jewish thought just before the Christian times. The idea of the Antichrist was that a leader would come forth in which all evil was personified. Every once in a while throughout our culture, Somebody comes up with that idea, and you'll see it on TV programs. Like, I remember one time in Star Trek when Melvin Belli, the famous San Francisco attorney, played in one episode. He was a figure much like the Antichrist in which all evil was personified. And I remember, man, they talked about Melvin Belli like he had a tail. Okay. Uh, so they're absolutely accurate. Uh, so he appears in a Star Trek episode and they make him look like he's the Antichrist because that was his public persona. That's what he, people viewed him as based on the cases that he took. They go on to say, 
This is the way we deal with evil. We see it all personified within one person. I guess if we do away with that person, all evil is going to be gone. It's a way of objectifying our thoughts when trying to deal with evil within us. Sin is within us, family. Keep that in mind. Okay? This is what the Antichrist represents. This leader who personifies all evil and arises and opposes the Messiah. They go on to say in in the 13th chapter, he talks about the first beast and the second beast. He says, quote, I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads, unquote. In the book of Daniel, this refers to the uh, Seleucid kings, the kings who reigned during that time. Okay? They say, one of them, a one of whom was Antiochus Epiphanes. Okay? He's called in the book of Daniel that contemptible person. He's not mentioned by name because the book of Daniel is all cryptic too. But there's a reference to good old Antiochus. Okay? There is a reference to him. They say, these ten horns and seven heads tie in uh, in the book of Daniel, but it also means a reference to Roman emperors and rulers. And it's not clear which one, because they're talking about Romans altogether. Family. Okay, now let me go back again to the reference point in that Britannica article where it clearly states to show that these people are right. Uh, where is it here? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there it is. They say the Christian conception of the Antichrist was derived from Jewish traditions, particularly the book of Daniel in the Hebrew Bible, written about 167 BCE before the Christian era. It foretold the coming of a final persecutor who would speak great words against the Most High and wear out the saints of the Most High and think no change and think to change times and laws. Scholars agree. The author Daniel was alluding to the contemporary Hellenistic ruler of Palestine, Antiochus IV Epiphany, who attempted to extirpate Judaism, though, to wipe it out. Okay, so again, that's what's in the... Uh, a British article, Britannica article. So again, they say uh, the writer, wait, 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 let me go back here. Okay. They say uh, uh, one of whom was Antiochus Epiphanes called in the book of Daniel, that contemptible person. He's not mentioned by name because of the book of Daniel is all, it's all cryptic too, but there's a reference to good old Antiochus. They say these ten horns and seven heads tie into the book of Daniel, uh, but it also means a reference to the Roman emperors and rulers. And it's not clear which one, because they're talking about Romans altogether. 
they say the writer references ten horns and seven heads, ten diadems, and a blasphemous name upon his head. Well, what is a diadem? Okay. Just what is a diadem? D-I-A-D-E-M. Okay. Does that mean Dems dying? Democrats, which is short, uh, shortened to Dems dying? I, I don't know. I do know that pandemic is an anagram for Dems panic. Pandemic is an anagram for Dems panic. I'm just playing with you, family. But that's true. Let's go on. They say uh, uh, the writer refers to the ten horns and seven heads, ten diadems, which are really crowns, family. Check it out. Crowns. That's right. Like Corona. Crowns. Ten crowns and a blasphemous name upon his head. Okay? It means that the emperors assume for themselves divine titles. Many thought they were manifestations of God. Talking about these emperors. So they took on divine titles like Lord of Kings and things like that. Okay? They say Antiochus was known as Antiochus Epiphanes, and Epiphanes means a manifestation of God. So that ain't really his name. He took that upon himself to describe himself as a God. That's one of the diadems, one of the crowns. Okay? This means that Antiochus was the one who dared to call himself God. Jewish leaders weren't too keen about that. Roman emperors did the same thing and were wearing a blasphemous name upon his head. That has to do with the assumption of divine authority. If you don't wear the title, of course, the authority comes with it. They say, then... It talks about the Antichrist giving authority to the beast. And this beast is really the Roman Empire and the emperors. The Roman Empire and the emperors. They say the beast is the Roman Empire itself and the emperors as well. In verses 7 through 9, it says, the power of the, and this is in quote, the power of the beast wins the allegiance of the faithful. With the allegiance of the faithful, but then in verse 10, the faithful are told that you must hang on, hold on to your faith. Okay? They go on to say, the second beast is mentioned in verse 11, Brother Eddie. 
if you saw the movie The Omen, you saw 666 all over the place. The second beast is the second ally of Satan. So let's just read from verse 11. Then I saw another beast which rose out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence. The first beast represents the, represented the whole Roman Empire, specifically the emperors. Ten horns, specifically the emperors, ten horns and seven heads. The second beast has to do with the Roman officials, the priest, and the officials under the emperor. In verse 12, it, it, exercise, it exercises all of the, all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. The first beast is the empire. And then the second beast are simply Roman officials whose mortal wound was healed. That's probably a reference to Nero. Nero died under peculiar circumstances. It was believed he might have committed suicide. But a belief later arose that Nero was going to rise from the dead and lead the Parthian army against Rome. So, whose mortal wound was healed by a reference to Nero when he was hurt? But was healed. He's coming back to life. They go on to say, this was a part of the legend of Nero. He was going to come back and lead the Parthians against Rome, his own people. It works great signs in verse 13, making fire come down from heaven to earth on the side of men and by the regions which, is, which it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, by the way. When they reference heaven, they're talking about, again, your head. Okay? Your head. They say, it deceives those who dwell on earth. Here it talks about the Antichrist, this ally of Satan, as a false prophet. In the 8th chapter of John, verse 44, he refers to the Antichrist as the father of lies. False prophets who deceive. It's a reference to this aspect of the Antichrist. They say, so let's go to verse 16. It causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be marked on the right hand of the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of the name. This 
refers to emperor worship. If you did not make the proper worship and didn't get your mark, your little verifying slip that you've done your duty, that was sort of an economic boycott fostered upon you. You can't make this up, family. An economic boycott is that fostered on you. Bingo. Bingo. I know I sound like hiding Joe Biden. Bingo. Again, the reference points are absolutely off the chain. Okay? And so, what do they mean by the mark? Okay? And I'm looking for it right here right now. I, I hope I got it. I probably don't. <laughs> Knowing me is is in one of these piles. Okay? Or maybe we'll get it as we keep going. Let's see, that's the lamb. Now, let's just hold on. I think it's going to be revealed as we go on here. I don't have a mark here in front of me. But I recall dealing with that uh, back a few years ago. Anyway, let's keep going because it'll reveal itself. Because that's what we're in. Now, uh, they say, uh, where did I stop off here? Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay. They say, uh, this refers to emperor worship. If you did not make the proper worship and didn't get your mark, your little verifying slip that you've done your duty, and there was sort of an economic boycott fostered upon you. That's why Trump is trying to uh, reignite the economy. Okay? Because if he don't, guess what, family? China has already restarted their economic engine, and they put out the propaganda that they done with the crown virus. Okay? And they already started, told everybody to go back to work. Uh, knowing the Chinese, they said, get your ass up and go back to work while you still got one. Okay? Now, they go on to say here, no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. So they made it rough on you when you went to the grocery store. I know, family, it sounds like they're talking about today. I know it. Because they're not going to let you in them stores once they start them tests for coronavirus. If you ain't got that mark, you ain't going in them stores. I'm telling you what they're already saying. That's part of ID 2020. Okay? And, of course, Mr. Population Control himself, Bill Gates, is a major sponsor of that tattooing system that will put the mark on you. All right? And, of course, it's been talked about over the years that universal product code is a 666 construct. Okay, the barcode system is a 666 construct. So now you will have one on you. Okay? They're not going to call it that, but it basically is the same thing. All right, family? So now, they but say... But don't we have... 
Don't we have it naturally with the six protons and six electrons? And Yeah, of course, but they're going to do the synthesis of it. It's the synthesizing of everything that's real. They come in with a synthesized version. Don't think that they don't know for one moment about the six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, and the atom. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter to them. They come with a synthetic version because they come with a synthetic version of everything because they are synthetic version. Okay. So can't the, can't the real version override the synthetic version? Uh, if you get up off your ass and stand up and choose to fight against it, that's what all we've been talking about so far has been saying. You better have to manifest the God force in you. But if you full of chicken, uh, chicken sandwich, who are you going to fight other than each other? Because you full of chicken sandwich. I'm trying to keep this nice, family. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's all on us. That's the real. Okay? So they say, uh, you won't be able to buy and sell unless you had the mark. So they make it rough on you when you went to the grocery store. If you didn't make your duty, they're talking your payment to the Holy Roman Empire back in those days. You would get a little slip, all right, that would allow you to buy stuff to show that you had paid a homage through your taxes uh, to the emperor. Okay? So they say, if you look at verse 18, it calls for wisdom. Let him who has understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its, its number is 666. Well, the atom is a 666 construct. Okay? They say, we've got two beasts. The Roman Empire and the Empress. Okay, that's the first one. And the second beast are the Roman officials. But it all refers to Rome. And then it gives a specific number of the beast, 666. If you take the name of Nero, Caesar, numerically, like in Greek, the Hebrews attach numerical numbers to their names. And you write out the name Nero Caesar. It's actually spelled N-E-R-O-N Caesar. When you take the Hebrew letters and write it out numerically, you'll see that it comes to 666. And that's where the number of the beast comes. The beast is a reference to Rome and possibly to the Roman Emperor Nero. Where if you was a Christian and they was throwing your asses in them uh arenas and them lines was uh was flipping coins to see who gonna get the drumstick, right? <laughs> or was it the breast? Which I'm not sure which one. 
Anyway, if you was flipping the coin and use them lines to see who get the the drumstick, uh, you'd be cool with it. Okay? They say, the beast is a reference to Rome, possibly, and possibly, to the Roman emperor Nero, because Nero was one of the was the one who persecuted uh, one emperor, at least, who persecuted the Christians, fed them to the lions, and gave them a hard time. So the beast is identified possibly with Caesar here, and his number is 666. Because, again, if you was a Christian, that's what you would have called him at at that time, based on your belief system and his behavior. Okay, they say the name of Jesus in Greek works out to 888. So you've got between 666 and 888, 777, which represents fulfillment, perfection. 666 falls below perfection, and 888 rises above perfection, okay? So we got, allegedly, the beast and 666. And Jesus of Greek, uh, adding up to 888, right? Uh, And in between the both of them, you got 777. Now, I would tell you, all right, Tesla knew, because if you take 666 and add them up, what do you come up with, Bear? You eating again? Oh, no, I had myself mute. Uh, 18. Which adds up to what? Uh, nine. Okay, now, add up 777. What does that come up to? 21. And you add that up, and what does that come up to? A three. Then you add 888, and what does that come up to? 24. And when you add that up, what does that come up to? A six. So what we really have... Is the numbers that unlock the key to the universe three six nine? What Tesla? Yeah. What Tesla talked about six 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 seven 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 eight 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 add up to three six nine. The understanding of three six nine is the key to the universe. Okay. So they point out that seven 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 represents fulfillment, perfection. So six 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 falls below perfection. And 888 rises above perfection. But our purposes, what it's simply referring to, is the number of the beast. Emperor worship, specifically Nero, talking about 666. And family, what about about, about the 3.5 core of the, the chakra? That's the seven. Yes, we got that, that represents God. Yeah, that represents God. Okay. 
that's the number of perfection. That's the 777. Okay. Okay? So, they go on to say this. Our basic thrust, again, is that this is a book that was written during a time of persecution when people were forced to follow emperor worship. The writer picked up on this and uses it as a framework within which to help people meet this persecution. Beyond that, to help them see that this is a great final battle between the powers of darkness and light that was going to come about, uh, uh, a thought prevalent in the minds of many people of those days. Okay? They close by saying, we concluded that the second portent coming of the Antichrist, and we see the beast, the first and the second beast, that are numbered here and referred to, mean the Roman Empire in general, and the best or the beast is given a number, 666, that probably refers to Nero, because his number works out numerically if you spell it in this way, N-E-R-O-N, Caesar. Again, uh, it's speaking to this emperor worship, persecution, uh, and trying to encourage the people that everything is going to work out just fine. There are different ways of dividing up the book of Revelation, the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and three wolves. And now we'll get into the seven plagues, okay, that I'm not going to get into because uh, that ain't what we're here for, all right? But you can go on ad infinitum with them seven, all right? And you'll be going to this time next year, all right? So the the numbers are extremely important, okay? But we only using the ones that are relevant to point out the argument that we're trying to make here. So uh, let's move on. Uh, I gave all that for a specific reason. Now I got one more article on Revelation that I don't think I'm going to deal with just yet. I think I'm going to hold on to that until afterwards because don't be dismayed if you might be a little confused at this point. You ain't picking up nobody's Bible and understanding it right off. It's only when other things come into play that uh, as we go on, I'll resort back to some of these things that I'm laying out for you now, and you'll be able to see things a lot clearer, okay? Well, let's just, how much time do we have left, Sister Bear? 24 minutes. Can I do this now? Yeah. I'm going to do... Hopefully, I can get to Trump in the blood moon. Let's just go and see what we can do. Uh, let's just, stay before, with. Before you, before you get started, I want to tell the people that at the top of the hour, uh, you will be able to hear us on the phone only, not over the Internet. And uh, the phone number is 323-642-1586. 323 Six four two one five eight six, and we'll be taking some calls at that time. So you push the number one 
if you have something to say. Okay, uh, Dr. X. Excellent, Sister Bear. So now, uh, again, I got to stress, don't worry about trying to understand all this because you know how we work. I'm very detailed, so I go a little bit further than most people would, but I want you to get a clear understanding of what each and every article is, is talking about if I can kind of break it down a little bit and explain it to you. But as we go on and you get more and more of this, other things are going to tie back to these, this stuff that we're dealing with now. That's why I'm giving you now this revelation six. Okay. Again, it's from truth unity. This is all metaphysics, right? So now in revelation six, it says this. So we go to six, one, six, three, six, five, six, seven, six, nine, six, ten, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way through revelation six. So it'll break it down to that point at, at, at truth unity. All right. So they say, Revelation 6, 1, it says, and I saw the lamb. Well, see, here we go. What do they mean by the lamb? I know what I hear certain people saying that, you know, they covered in the blood of the lamb and all that kind of thing. Well, what does that really mean? What did it mean originally? I know what people are trying to make it mean today. We want to know what did it mean originally. That's extremely important. And it always happens when I'm looking for something, it seems to hide from me. Where you at, Lamb? Oh, there we are. I heard it. Did y'all hear? Did you hear, Bab? It did it again. Yeah, I hear. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what it says in truth unity, the metaphysical meaning of the Lamb. It represents innocent, guileless forms of life. On the animal plane of consciousness. Uh, The lamb killed and eaten in the night represents giving up of the animal life, the propensity in the mortal body. They talking low chakra vibration family. Y'all know what's down there. They say the command is that the lamb shall be without spot or blemish and be wholly eaten after being roasted with fire. This refers to the complete transmutation and surrender of the human life to spirit after it has been purified by the fires of regeneration. They're talking about low vibration, root chakra, right? Which remember, family, we already metaphysically found out that that was Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why people who have sex in the lower extremities, particularly the anus, right? I call sodomites because low frequency root chakra is the area in the body that represents Sodom. All right? When you remove yourself from that area and as you go up and your uh, chakras are ignited, it's a Fire burning within you, family. And as you get to the top, that's why it says, the command is that the lamb shall be without spot or blemish and be wholly eaten and being roasted with fire. This refers to the complete transmutation and surrender of the human life 
the ego and all that gets burnt up along the way because now you're heading towards Christ consciousness, the spirit. So they say the, the, this refers to the complete transmutation and surrender of the human life to, to spirit after it's been purified by the fires of regeneration. Well, that's what happens when your chakras ignite. Okay? They say the Lamb of God is the pure life and substance of being. Uh, by his overcoming, Jesus restored to mankind the consciousness of this pure life and substance which flows into man's consciousness. Because remember, we told you that all along your chakra system is cerebral spinal fluid heading upwards. This is the stuff that ignites the fire. As it's going down to Gomorrah, it becomes sperm. Okay? So let me read that again. By overcoming... Jesus restored to mankind the consciousness of this pure life and substance which flows into man's consciousness through the spiritual body. Its nature is to vivify with personal life all things that it touches. Okay, family? So now, let's go here Again, to should I go? Yeah, to truth unity. Uh, again, back to Revelation six, since we already know now what they mean by the Lamb. All right. So they say, and when I saw the list is in Revelation six one, and when I saw the Lamb open one of the seven seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures saying, as with a voice of thunder, come. And I saw, and behold, this is in Revelation 6 and 2, a white horse. Remember, this is in your head, all right? This is that white substance in your head that's secreted by the 12 cranial nerves. In your head, what's known in the scriptures as the the, the twelve apostles. All that's going, we dealt with it before, but if you weren't here, it'll become clear as we go along. Okay, that's the twelve disciples that we know. They're advisors. These are the twelve cranial nerves in your head that give you warning if you listen. If you ain't listening, it don't matter. You could hear Michael Jackson, and, and it won't bother you, not one hour. Let me go on. They say uh, in Revelation 6 and 2, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat thereon had a bow, and there was given unto him a crown, because now your crown chakra is lit up, family. Are they talking about the coronavirus is an attack on the crown chakra? Is it the virus or is it 5G that attacks the crown? Is that why corona means crown? Let's keep going. 
and he came forth conquering and to conquer. Revelation 6 and 3 says, and when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come. Revelation 6, 4 says, and another horse came forth, a red horse. And to him that sat thereon, it was given to take peace from the earth. Is that what's happening now? And that they should slay one another. And that and and there was given unto him a great sword. What? What? What is it? What do they mean by a sword? So yeah, you're right, family. We went back to truth unity and looked up the metaphysical meaning of sword. And here's what it says. Any weapon that man may turn against his fellow man. Then they close by saying, like phrases swords into plow swords into plowshares means destructive thoughts transformed into instruments of body culture. Destructive thoughts. The sword, the tongue is like a sword, the mouth. Okay? The mouth is like a sword. Words are very cutting. Okay? People have told me over the years, I got to watch what I say because the way I say things can really hurt people sometimes. So I have to watch the things that I'm saying. Go ahead, Beth. And don't and don't the word sword have the word word in it? That is correct. No question about it. It it too is an anagram. All you gotta do is take the S and put it on the back and it's words. So let's read that last phrase again. The red horse, well what's in your mouth? What's that first thing when you start talking? You can't talk without it. It's red. Sitting right there as soon as you open your mouth. What is it? Your tongue. Bingo. Try talking without it and see what happens. Nothing happens. Okay. And back in them days, what would they do to you quite often as a punishment? They would cut out your tongue. That is correct. So let's keep going. They say in Revelation 6 and 5, wait, did I miss anything? Okay, no. That was Revelation 6, 4. In Revelation 6, 5, it says, And when he opened the first seal, I heard the living creature saying, Come. And I saw a black horse. And he that sat thereon had a balance in his hand. Okay? In Revelation 6, 6, it says, And I heard, and I heard as it were, a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a measure of wheat for a shilling and three measures of barley for a shilling and the oil and wine hurt thou not. Revelation 6 and, uh, six and 7 says, and when he opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth living creatures saying, come. Now these are your chakras, family. The seven seals. And I saw a pale horse and he that sat upon him, his name was uh, Death. Or is it Daeth? Doth. Darth Vader. 
Then let's go on. Let's go on. Because that too comes out of Jewish liturgy. Darth Vader. It's a Jewish construct. It's called Daoth or Daoth. Okay, anyway, we went over that some years back as well. Let's keep going. Uh, six and seven again says, and when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come. And Revelation six and eight says, and I saw a pale horse and he that sat upon him, his name was death. And Hades followed with him. And there was given unto them authority over the fourth part of the earth to kill with words or the sword and with famine and with death and by the wild beast of the earth. Earth is your body. Okay. And when he opened the seal, that's why they always re- reference heaven and earth. Heaven is the, uh, the, the lighting of the crown chakra, which allows you to leave your body. And earth is you manifested in your body. Okay. Revelation 6 and 9 says, and when he opened the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of them that had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Revelation 6 and 10 says, and they cried with a great voice saying, how long, O master, the holy and un- the holy and true, uh, thou, thou, the holy and true, thou, thou not judge, and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth, in the body. There was given uh, them to each one a white robe, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little time until their fellow servants, also their brethren, who should be killed, even as they were, should have fulfilled their course. Revelation 6 and 12 says, And I saw when he opened the sixth seal, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the whole moon became as blood. That's the reference to the blood moon, again, of which there were four uh, in 2016, okay? In Revelation 6 and 13, it says, And the stars of the heaven fell unto the earth. As the fig tree casteth her unripe figs, when she is shaken of a great wind, 6 and 14 says, and the heaven was removed as a scroll when it is rolled up. And the heaven was removed as a scroll when it is rolled up. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Again, they're talking about processes in the body. 6 and 15 says... And the kings of the earth and the princes and the chief captains and the rich and the strong and every bondman and free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains. And they say to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne 
and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath is come. And who is able to stand? Okay. Now, Trump was born on a blood moon. Australian pastor points to prophecy being fulfilled. This is from uh, 1.cbn.com. And we'll close with this one, Sister Bear. We'll pick up next week because we're not going to have a lot of time. So it's going to be better to close up now than we come back next week. And as we go on, stuff again will be further revealed in, in terms of what I've already talked about here. They say here, Australian pastor, Steve Siokalati, says there's a direct connection between Trump and signs in heaven that I referred to as blood moon. Trump was born in 1946 during a blood moon. And the latest blood moon on January 20th to 21st, wow. Somebody I know was born on January 21st. Hey, that's me. So they say... You were born on January 21st? Okay. That is correct. In the last episode of The Watchmen, I told you, family, early in January, that the last episode opened up with Robert using my name and then, then... Using my birthday, January 21st. That was at the beginning of the last episode. At the end of the last episode, the feminine energy becomes a new God construct consummated by the black male God construct. I can't make it up, family. You can check it out for yourself. And I guarantee you, there's nobody been talking about the feminine essence and that kind of thing more than I have. No one. For years, constantly, because we were allowed to see it before some other people. And that's why we stayed focused on it. And I can assure you, some of my own people didn't quite understand it because they're looking at women in terms of, of the behavior of black women in today's society, which is all a programming construct. But it's up to the men to deprogram them. That's our job. I look for my enemy to take my woman and abuse her. What the hell else has he ever done? You expecting him to protect her? I know some of them going to come at you because that's what they've been taught to do. But your understanding will far, far outreach their non-understanding. You activate them. And then in turn, they'll activate you. That's the way it works. So now let's keep going. They say, and the latest blood moon on January 20th to 21st, 2019, came at the midpoint of Trump's first term. There was a a super blue moon over Jerusalem the day after Trump's first State of the Union address. Chio Colanti says there was a there's a higher power at work. 
They say, the blood moons are referred to in several places in the Bible, Revelation 6 and 12. I just got through dealing with that, okay? Talks about the end times when the whole moon turned blood red. And in Acts 2 and 20, it cites the book of Joel uh, saying, quote, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious days of the Lord, unquote. They go on to say, Trump was born on Friday, the 14th of June, 1946, and there happened to be a blood moon, a total lunar eclipse. That's what makes it look like it's blood. Okay? They say, quote, so we had 10 symmetric blood moons beginning in 2010 to 2019. People know most about the four called the tetrad, which is Greek for four. Okay? That happened from 2014 to 2015 when Trump was getting ready to run for president. And as we pointed out, family, the tetrad originally uh, is talking about the splitting of the chromosomal base pairs during meiosis in the female. Okay? And during the process of birth. Again, all references to the cosmos originally dealt with things that go on in the body. All right? So now, we'll get into that deeper next week, okay? They go on to say, quote, then another blood moon, the 10th and final, occurred at the midpoint of his first term. They're symmetric. They all fall on feast days, which is what we're heading into right now, family, okay? With the lockdown, that's why I say next week and the week after are going to be extremely interesting, extremely interesting, because we're heading into the feast days, all right, and Passover, okay? Uh, They say they're symmetric. They fall on the feast days, and they keep pointing to Trump. And we'll stop right there, Bear, because they don't need me trying to start uh, another piece here. It will take me too long. Uh, so we'll stop mm-hmm. right there and let the family comment on what we've done so far or whatever other comments they may want to add. And then we'll get into uh, the mark of the beast to look some more and uh, Trump and his connection to King David uh, and uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump and their uh, role with the 666 and uh, Trump being uh, 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 related to King Cyrus so much so that people that went and pulled up photographs of King Cyrus and I give you one one guess who King Cyrus looks like Trump that is correct and so other things are being forecast in terms of the third temple being built okay 
Uh, we've already mentioned that they've made they've named whole uh, streets and little towns in Israel after Trump based on what he did. Okay, so we got a lot yet to get into, and of course, the metaphysical meaning of these things are going to be coming in all along the way, right? And there's even a tarot reference, Bev, as you might expect. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the fool, the fool, the fool king, and the fall of Babylon—a tarot, a tarot reading and call for atheists to be good Christians, since Republican Christians are doing such a shit job of it, as you might expect, is not complimentary to Trump. But that's all right. We go there anyway because we look at all sides of this thing to either right. accentuate it or knock it down. And with that, Sister Bev. <sighs> now give out give out your information, Doctor Robert X. Okay, you can contact me at MCC R A Y R nine five nine nine at Yahoo dot com. And let me say this, Bev, I really appreciate all the emails that I've got. I haven't had the chance to really go through them today because I said earlier, uh, I only went through a couple because uh, I went and took my nap uh, today. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I will get to them tonight, and uh, if I need to answer some, I'll answer them between tonight and tomorrow. And I just want to say to uh, continue to send donations to Dr. Robert X because he's not going to ask for anything, but we need to make sure that he have resources so he can continue his research, his valuable research to help keep our eyes open to know what is really going on here. And he do have a GoFundMe account here. Uh, so if you want to send something to the GoFundMe account, which is, uh, what is your name, Robert? What's your name, Dr. Robert X? Uh, believe it or not, McCray, M-C-C-R-A-Y. Okay. okay. That's right. my email. So, I don't I don't too much hide nothing, family. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to hide. <laughs> Right, and um, the lines are open. the The number is three two three six four two one five eight six. Push the number one if you have something to say. Okay, we're going to go to six one four three five zero. Hey, hey y'all. Got a little sleepy there for a minute and had to wake up, but thank you for the information. It's bringing a lot of clarity in um, the aspects in the world. I mean, I think this is the We can hardly hear you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. She gone. Hotep got us. I'm sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yes. A little bit. How y'all doing this evening? Thank you for Great. Uh, taking my call. Excellent. Anyway, one of the things, I, it, because there's so many people who had so much to say yesterday. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. We were just talking about even more about this a few months back, you know, in the yes. fall. And yes. how, fast, how fast I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. Yes. I know it felt like something in my very being, and I'm sure other people did. Something was going to happen, but my concept of where I was 
way I was feeling things in my in my spirit was is it gonna happen before the election or are they gonna wait and pop up something after election? So that mm-hmm. way he stays in there longer or whatever. I I didn't know but I kept hearing the spirit say to me because I knew I wanted to move like get moving, get moving, get moving. I ain't even ready. And here this mess happened, I really ain't even ready. And <laughs> now where all this mobilization, I'm in Ohio. I'm down here in Columbus, and, you know, they're out on the fairgrounds. National Guard's out on the fairgrounds. Wow. They, they've, been, they've been out there. My son told me. Let me ask you. Oh, Let, me ask you Let me ask you, Goddess. Let me ask you. Is your governor a Democrat or a Republican? He's a Republican, Mike DeWine. He's the one who led the shutdown, and now everybody else is doing it. Okay, that I guarantee you, he's not pro-Trump. No, he's the one who stepped up. He wasn't. He wasn't waiting on Trump. He's the one. Okay, yeah. cancel school. Okay, yeah. cancel close the bar. You now, know, here's why I'm saying that. That, that what yes. that means is he's not to be trusted. He is not to be trusted at all. That means he's working for the deep state. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Mike DeWine. He's yeah. a Republican. I've heard the name. He's Mike like DeWine. another version of a Mitt Romney. But so, so now, basically, even even his own party ain't for him. I mean, he really can't was an independent, like an independent in the beginning, if you ask me. But he knew he had to get in there some kind of way, you know. You talking about Dewine? Some kind of party. You talking about Dewine or Trump? Trump. Trump. Yeah. He had to use yeah. the Republican. Yeah, the Republican ticket. You know. Yeah, he chose the path to least resistance because yeah, he knew yeah, exactly. that Hillary. Hillary had already been chosen by the Democrats. It was already fixed up. Yeah, but yeah, that's why I said she really, everybody's looking like they were going for her, but she was really mm-hmm. boosting him up. She really was. I knew something was kind of trickery. It seems like they're double-sided, the way they work, but they're all working for the same devil, if you ask me, or one bigger or better than the other. You know? Uh, Hillary, like Clinton, Hillary Clinton hates Donald Trump's guts. Let me tell you something, goddess. Hillary Clinton has been mentioned, quoted, talked to more than Joe Biden in the past six months, and she ain't even the Democratic Party nominee. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, they still keep trying to keep her relevant. You see that? No. Joe, is he going to follow to the wayside? But also, no. She is. She is going to be the Democratic Party nominee because they're gonna throw Joe Biden, hiding Biden, to the wolves. Yeah, because he ain't. He he really ain't none of them. Okay, ain't none of them. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Got to really round this out. Where she's gonna come in to be the the feminine piece to this. She's going to come in and be the Democratic nominee, and they want to keep this fake, uh, everybody lock themselves up going, because if they do that, she doesn't have to campaign. She'll be campaigning on TV and by way of computer. Mm, yeah, but when's that going to happen, though? You know, 
and everybody's going to rally on that one. I say, fool, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't do it. Well, well, thank you, our caller. You got, I got to move on. Thank you. Okay, we're getting to the blockchain, so that's what I was really calling about, about the, the thing that was passed. They put that on the thing. Uh, yes, they mentioned that today. I, I did hear that today. So when you get to that, yeah, really, what 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 should we do, and should we be what should we be doing with the package? Okay, put me in the queue. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, you, goddess. Okay. Uh, three one four six six two. Three one four. Do you have your mute on? Is that Tutmos? No. Okay, I'm moving okay. on, 314. All righty. 323-207. 323-207. Is that me? Okay. That's you. Yes, it is. Oh, peace to the God. That ain't my number. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, first okay. I'm calling in. Thanks for yeah, calling. Peace, peace to y'all. Hotel yeah, family. It's a pleasure, Bev. Pleasure, Bev. I appreciate the platform you put together. Um, got the OGs or the elders tapping in. Um, I, I, I called. I found you um, through Myron. And then something was like, okay. let me look at this brother Robert. Let me look at this brother Robert's show because Myra's shows is fire. And I'm like, well, sure, she got she got uh, uh this brother Robert um shows back to back. I had to check you out, brother. So uh the the shows is is ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's hard not to listen to you, bro. <laughs> so I, I Bev got the streets on fire. <laughs> Uh, and my brother, yeah, so to quote Lupe Fiasco, Bev got the streets on fire. <laughs> man, Bev got the streets on fire. I'm trying to tell you. So I just want to say thank y'all. I just want to say thank y'all from from a young brother just just getting the game from the elders. I do appreciate. I mean, I did have a question in regards to your what you thought about the uh, the 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 Byron Allen and how he was making the uh, the attempt to purchase the. Come, he's shows, I mean, you know, yeah, the, the media. With and I, know, I know how we feel about media, but he was making it some type of racial thing, which I mean, I I didn't want to get all into that because I know it's a distraction anyway. So I, I well, no, accurate. I don't. Um, let me first say this. I've I've been uh, watching Byron Allen for a long time, and I watched the moves that he was making as one of the worst comedians I've ever heard in my life. But he was using that bad comedy to do some other things to make himself amenable to the folk that basically controlling the airways, which is Old Testament. Okay? So he was smart enough using that bad humor in the middle of the night, right, to buy up all that free space in the middle of the night. And he put himself in a position where he was able to maneuver all that mm. bad comedy and all that unused space 
to do battle with Comcast. And I haven't followed that thing probably as closely as I should have, but I had already said to myself and people that I had mentioned it to that I don't see him losing. He will win. Because now I'm hearing the president is is calling Comcast uh, bad. He called it Comcast. Yeah. And and the the reason why I have brought that up is because I just saw, uh, uh, you know how you can't really trust the propaganda, but um, I didn't really look into the article closely enough to just see the, 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 the heading saying that he might have lost. So I just was just trying to gain clarity if you were familiar with that, that topic. But again, I, I appreciate the platform. I'm, I'm a diehard listener now. So uh, I, and my other question, Bev, was I, I, don't, I don't know how to get access to know when the calls or when the next shows are. So I'm literally just calling oh. in every day to the blog talk numbers just trying to catch you. So I, I do well, to, tomorrow. And Robert X, I'm, 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 I'm at, I'm, I'm on edge for the next show because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like biting my nails trying to figure out what's going on me with the old Testament and Don. It's you got me on the edge of my seat with this man. I appreciate you. Peace, family. Thank okay. you. Well, to, listen, Hold on, my brother. Man. Go ahead, man. Oh, I'm here. I'm tomorrow, here. Tomorrow, I'm gonna have. Um, Tony, uh, a man, he is from Dr. Delbert Blair. He works at the Metro Center. So he going to tell you I what say. you need to put in your body to uh, combat whatever the virus is. Uh, I have um, Sister Seta on Thursday. She's the author. She's reading her books, and her books is metaphysical. This, she wrote them uh, in the early 2000s, but it's, it's what's going on right now. And on Thursday, mm. I have Tuckmost and L.A., L.A. Ramon, and they are the tech guys. So they're going to break yeah, it down Tuckmost. to you. Yeah, so we got a full yeah, house here. Something else. And, and what I recommend, my brother, here's what I recommend. I cited all of the articles. You don't have to read all of the articles, but if you got a question or something is puzzling you, go online. That's why we cite everything. Pull up the articles and prepare yourself for the next forum. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, sir. Thank you, Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Thank you all. Thank you. I appreciate right. you. Hotel. Hotep, I'm glad that the young warriors are listening. Yeah, this family is growing. It's time for us to pass down the armor to them so they can prepare themselves for what's coming. That's right. Okay, we're going to go to 936303. 936. Yes, good evening, Beverly and Brother Robert X. How y'all feeling? We're doing good. All right. Good evening. Go go on Never and drop that bomb. Right. I, I I can feel you winding it up. Go <laughs> yes. on and drop that bomb yes. on us. <laughs> Shit, ain't nothing to drop on. You, you didn't clean the whole damn street, so ain't no bombs. No, sir. I've listened to you too much, my brother. I know you got a bomb to drop. Come on with it. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about that zinc. Man, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I stay with the food and uh, that zinc, man. That's a genius 
that's a genius deal right there. Now, the thing about zinc, you know, we copper people, so you got to have your copper up. A lot of us is yeah, that's right. in copper, so you got to have your copper up to deal with the zinc. But the zinc mm-hmm. is really good for your eyes. It, and now if you get right. the zinc through pumpkin seed, which is the best way to receive the zinc is through the pump, pumpkin seed, unsalted. Mm-hmm. Uh, raw is the best, but if you want to roast them, that's cool. But the pumpkin seed, it, that'll activate the eye. It'll preserve your eyes and also deal with that uh, sacral chakra because, you know, the pumpkin is a yellow, is yellow, right. orange. And that's, right. that's the sacral flex right there. So it, it, it's genius, man. Thank you for bringing that up about the zinc. And you brought up Charlton Heston, man. That's genius, too, because... We're dealing with, you know, Charlton Heston always playing movies that we're dealing with right now, like Planet of the Apes. That's right. Uh, we in the we in the, we in the year of the laboratory rats, you know, from the yep. Chinese Zodiac, the laboratory rat. So it's a lot of laboratory experiments going on. And yep. so, uh, you know, yeah, this, uh, he was in Soylent Green. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and, of course, if he, he played Moses. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, everybody remember that. Yeah, Mo. <laughs> Ain't that so? Yeah, man. So, you know, oh, man, you, you talked about a word to describe what's going on earlier. I would say divine. This is a divine order, man. It's divine. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, did the, you know, and here's another thing about food and emergencies. People always go for the canned goods. But listen to this. Okay. Once you consume one can good, it's about six or seven hundred grams of sodium. Yep. Okay, where well, you gonna get all this water to replenish yourself from eating one can good with seven hundred milligrams of sodium? Where you gonna get all this water from? So the best way to deal with the can goods is when you open up a can, dump that water out, especially if you got beans, dump the water out. Rinse the right. beans with with some water, and then consume it. Don't add salt. Just leave table salt alone. Period. The only salt you need, and you and you building on it, Rob. And the young the young brother just called. Need to go back and listen to those shows that you did with the physical body and the Bible. Right. Because right. the only salt we need is the zodiac cell salt. That's it. That's right. Once you get them That's zodiac right. cell salts. It builds a new body. It builds a new body, and that's and that's fact. And and that, those are the great Masonic secrets right there. The cell yep. salt information, how to build a body, and it, and ain't no building, no building. It's that's the building right. of the physical body. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> That's right. So with that, fam, yeah, man. I mean, hey, man, the, the genius don't need no addition, man. It's just all by itself, man. Powerful. So, thank you so much, Beverly, for your consistency. Thank you, Rob, for for just being there, man, all the time. Even though you sick, man, you carry on. And I have noticed this. So I'm gonna stick with the food always. Every mm-hmm. time y'all have a show and somebody starts the show eating something, which Bev was eating today, right? That <laughs> energy is always up. I remember last year you was on that garlic bread, Rob, and the yep. energy was up. Guess so what? You always consider. Go ahead, brother. I had a can of, of, of sardines and mustard just before we came on air because I was just so hungry. I had to eat something. You know, normally I don't eat anything. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can tell, man. I'm telling you, man. I, I, you know, it's, you know, we are connected on this broadcast like a quartz crystal, man. Like, like That's brother right. yeah. last night about being naked. And that brother yep. don't know that I had a dream last week. I was in the dream. I was walking around in the dream naked, man. And it was the craziest wow. dream that I ever had. And people were seeing me. And listen, people weren't even tripping off. I was naked. I was the only one tripping. Wow. <laughs> well, well hey, my brother, you, man. I'm just so mm-hmm. glad you didn't run into Andrew Gillum in that dream. Oh wow! Yeah, no, nah, bro. Hey, 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 bro. I run real fast. <laughs> Straight up, bro. Straight up, man. I'm looking for these yes, dudes. Sir. I ain't playing around. Yes, but anyway, man, I love y'all much. I'm, I'm gonna get on. Let somebody else get on. I love y'all much, man. Keep it up, bro. Keep it up. Same here, my brother. Always <laughs> enjoy you. your comment. Hotel. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate Hotel. you. Hotel. Okay, let's see. Four zero four four five three. Four zero four four five three. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eight four eight four three six ten. That brother taught Forrest Gump how to run. That's brother nature right there. He taught Forrest Gump how to run. That's what that was right there. Run, Forrest. What's up, brother Eddie? Greetings, greetings. I got a question for y'all. Greetings, greetings Miss Beth. Greetings. What's 1010 plus 1010? 2020. Trump was born in 1946. That's 1010. That's that is correct. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, I'm learning, Look I'm at the numbers. My, I'm learning from my Look other brother, Ed. Huh? Look at them numbers and bring us into the 2020 round. Go ahead, brother, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, even that word tetrad, I looked it up. It's a group or a set of four. That's 2020. Yes. Four, two, two. Yes, that is correct. Or well, one, 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 one. Eleven, eleven. Eleven, eleven. I didn't think of that. Wow. That's a lot of wows going around, brother. When I talked to Brother Tepra earlier today, there was more wows in that conversation. But I got to say, between you and the sister, man, y'all are fastly approaching all them wows that he was saying. I keep telling them that's my favorite word. Yes, and what is wild backwards, brother? Mom. Mom. No, that's upside down. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No no matter how you look at true, brother, it's always amazing. (laughs) That's right. You will get that wow. That's all I wanted to say because I'm sure there's a lot of people up. Uh, striving to get on because, uh, man, you you kicking the, everything, Rob. Torah, Kabbalah, it's it's incredible, man. It's wonderful. It's, no, brother, it's it's, it's 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 the family, brother. Don't don't get it twisted. 
It's the inspiration I get from Truth to Power, Sister Bell, and you, yes. the family. Yes. Period. I say. I say. Yes, sir. Okay. Thanks. I love, love and appreciate you all, both of you and all that we do. You know, thank us, as uh, my AZ would always say. Thank us. I'm good. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Hold up, brother Eddie. Appreciate you. Okay, Eddie. Okay, let me see. Uh, who is uh, China's 413222? 413. Yes, yes, Sister Bev. Sister Bev, how are you doing? Yes, great, great. Just to, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Brother Rob, just want to say, man, great show. Thank you for getting Hotep, back to with the Met. Yes, sir. Hotep. Miles Hotep. Um, Thank you for getting back involved with the um, the metaphysics because um, yes, sir. In, in that in that realm it gives our people more than the basics of uh, and, and I understand sometimes we have to take it take it slow new callers but I, I think we're trying to get to a higher realm other than the conscious because there there's been and and I'm gonna get to my point in a second but th- there's been a robbing of who our people really were. And yes. and I say and I say on this side of the continent, they knew there was a magical sense within us. They knew that. And so the yep. first thing they had to plague us with um to how to debauch our way of communicating. And yes. we're waking up. And and I appreciate you for that, brother. I want want to tell that and, and usually um uh, and I want you to hear this. There, there's really no pushback. Usually, um, I have something in challenging to you, but no, I, everything you gave tonight, I'm going to go back and listen to it about two or three times. So I could dissolve it all <laughs> and saturate myself with it. So I want you to hear that, all right? So I want you to hear it. I, w- so, I want you to hear, my brother, that when I mention the inspiration that I get from the, the family, uh, you write at the top of that list. And the only reason you, I didn't mention your name is because I don't know it. I understand. Uh, just call me Brother G. Yes, now. sir. Brother G. Yes, sir, Brother um, G. I got you. Yes, sir. So, but um, I, I wanted to add that uh, from last night as you were identifying some of the things of what Trump was dealing with, but you, you brought it all together uh, even today. But I, I heard a, I heard one of the, um, one of the public. Uh, um, statement that was made dealing with globalism. So I'm not even going to challenge you or even question you, but they were making the acknowledgement that the globalists have spent between $23 trillion and the nationalists spent $4 trillion. And that's how the uh, globalists have been trying to take over to buy up the debt of the mm-hmm. nationalists. Mm-hmm. And for our people to hear that, if you don't see nothing else, Trump, uh, and and you already said it before, he he's not trying to be the the the, the victor for us. He's he's trying to save his people. Uh, That's right. Because he because he understands what that globalization really is. And so if 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 the globalists have spent twenty three trillion trying to set up their organization. And the nationalists is far behind with four trillion. It can only be metaphysics that Trump is actually um, able to still conquer them, even though they put up the larger amount. Um, there's there's some information for those who might understand uh, with this um, 
Universal Basic Income, UBI, um, right. they also put out the um, 501C4. I dare us to look into that to see what that is because I'm in the metaphysics of it. I'm, I'm leaning towards that's allowing certain other entities to buy up the land, a.k.a. state, also the people. Yeah. Because if you look at right, if you look at that paperwork family, not so much you, brother Rob, because you, we know how you stand. You you stand you stand with victory no matter what you put your hand to, and and I'm with you, brother. And we're not going to hoist you up. We're going to surround you. That's what that's what we need to do. But I'm saying yeah. that to the family because we have to be careful of these foreigners who's going to come in, and you don't know how they're going to treat your baby. Yep. If they get, if they treat if the globalists don't care nothing about their children, what makes you think they're gonna think about your think about our That's children? That's right. And those things we need to hold on to. So in all this new language that's coming up, because they are trying to flip this system, we still yep. need to know how to uh forge ourselves together to be more connected together. That's right. Brother sister with our children. Because the onk, that's what we stand for. I'm not even trying to put no Africanism on it, but I'm just saying there's uh, our language is coming back because that telepathy is kicking back in. So let's let's get connected, family. Great show tonight, man. You did it. Uh, like you saw the chills. Like you saw you leave. Chills. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was getting them. I was getting them chills. Thank you. Watch this, ahead, my brother. Chills, my spiritual you know sister. Yes, sir. My spiritual sister that I mentioned la- on last night's program, yes, she said exactly the same thing that you just said. Yeah, we don't know who these globalists are, man. They they want our they because that's how they market. They market off of leaving um, the people. You know, they treat us like outcasts if they can. You know what I'm saying? But we we've been through too much to actually stay at the bottom now. No, and and even if we don't learn their science of of, of trickery through contractual language. We ain't gonna stay in the bottom. We, we can't do that no more. It's over. That's and, right. And we and we're gonna do this thing the right way. Uh, for another That's reason, right. we got to put them back in fear of who we really are, because we That's we the right. real true I am's. We the real gods. They know it. They know it. Of hey man, course. thank you for taking my call. All right. I, thank you for making it, my brother. Appreciate you. See you next thank weekend. You. Hotel. All right, fam. Okay, we're gonna go to seven zero eight. Eight two nine. Hello, family, and, and, and Hello. I'm still laughing. At, I'm still laughing at the wild backwards. <laughs> oh yeah. Go ahead, brother. Hotel. Hotel. How's your family doing? Actually, did you and, get a uh, chance to check out Miss Polly? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh. Sending a couple of people once I saw uh, a couple of her little videos. I sent a couple to some of the family so that they could check it out. Yeah, yeah. was she dropping? Oh, man, most definitely. That's why I had to send it to the family. I had to pass it on. So, yes, yes, yes. Uh, But real quick with the numbers, and and you cracked me up at the beginning when you did your little sermon (laughs) and talked about uh, (laughs) this, this today's sermon is for... Thirteen, twelve, but what really caught me was the number. You knew that, so when you said yeah. thirteen, twelve, and right after that, you went straight into the Easter thing, 
and right. talking about, you know, last year and the years you've been. But what was strange, that number, 13, 12, you add to 13, you got a 4. 4, 12 right. is this Easter. Easter wow. is on April 12th. And when you said that, and I just and you made that up, Easter. brother. I hate man, like I said, when I hear the numbers, wow. I just click through it. Yes. Wow. Getting to the numbers with the uh, three and a half years or the 3.5, as Sister Bear said, yeah, when you add those two calls up, the 3.5 gives you seven. And as you said, right. seven comes to, comes to baby. And that's what those calls make. They make that child. They make the baby. Mm-hmm. And you went mm-hmm. straight into the baby and said it's also the atom. And understanding atom, A-T-O-M, comes to 11. Right. And when you understand the 11, when you were des- uh, basically dealing with the male and the female, well, that's the 11. That's 20. When you look at male being 9 and female being 20, 9 plus 20 is 29. 2 plus 9 is the 11. Right. So, uh, and when you understand that that call, that 11, that male and female is no more that's referred to that child as the mother and father. Mother is 26, which is your number, Sister Beverly, and your number, Brother Robert, 26, and father is 30. 26 plus 30 is 56, 11. Wow. And 11, of course, is the mind. This is what we're all dealing with, our mind and, and reclaiming our mind. And to leave yeah. off with uh, Jesus Christ and the 12 disciples family, understanding as Brother Rob is always telling all of us that it's the process that's happening in the body that's reflecting as above, so below. And when we understand Jesus Christ, as you were saying, dealing with that crown of thorns or that crown being the corolla, but Jesus Christ comes to 59, 5 plus 9 is 14. 14 comes to brain, and around your brain, you have the 12 disciples or the 12 cranial nerves. Right. And then nerve is 12, which gives you the 144. And in the letters of those numbers of 144 is A, D, D. We have to add ourselves to the scenario family because, again, 144 is only the nine. And the nine is part of all of our learning. And this is what we're into, the learning. That's the nine that Jesus actually represented, but we got faked into the Jesus paradigm, and we stuck on Jesus. And we ain't learning nothing. But now in this shift of this paradigm shift, the learning is returning metaphysically. But that 11 at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That 11 at the end of the day, which, again, since everybody's hooked on church, that fake synagogue, if they got so much faith in it, why the, the, the church door is closed for his coronavirus? But the actual church is the universe, family. That's the 2, the 11, which is the actual female. The two. Now, stop right there, Brother Eddie. Okay. Let, let me share with you and the family the metaphysical meaning of the mind from truth unity. Mm-hmm. It says, by the term mind, we mean God. Okay. The universal the universal principle of causation, 
which includes all principles. Mathematics is a principle that in its field illustrates the exact and exonerable laws that are one with the manifestations of God or mind. There's nothing but mind and thought, principle, and its mode of expression. The things made or externalized are simply effects and of themselves will quickly pass away. But mind and thought are one and inseparable, self-existent and ever active, the cause of all that appears. An understanding of God or universal mind is a key to all scriptures and occult writing. In the story of creation as told by Moses, which is metaphysically correct, all things were brought forth by God, said, mind, thought. You're right on it, my brother. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just revealing what the numbers give me because, again, even understanding the mind and the thought, as soon as you said that the numbers that struck to me are the words I am. Same numbers mm-hmm. as mind and thought. That's what it is. And understanding that comes to seven, I am, or mind and thought. And seven is what you've been mentioning all night, your consciousness. That's yes, seven. sir. That gets no us out of this box we've been put into because the box is seven. And the way out is through the consciousness. So, yes, I'm yeah. loving it. <laughs> so that's all I have to give, family. Thank you. And uh, great show. Great show. And wow, here's another one. (laughs) (laughs) And wow. Appreciate it, Brother Eddie. I like that. (laughs) Okay, we're going to 256348. 256. Greetings. Greetings. Yeah. Hotel, family. We here. Hotel, hotel. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Yeah, great show as usual. I mean, uh, there's not much more that can be said. I would like to say uh, thank you very much, Sister Beth, for uh, uh, just creating this platform. I don't think you get enough praise. You know, you don't say a whole lot. You know, you're a gracious, very gracious host. You know, you allow the the speaker to say what they have to say, but I would like to give thanks, you know, um, for you providing the platform. You know, and I as I was listening and just thinking, yeah, you you are uh, the mother, you know, symbolically, you know, um, no doubt. platform to allow this word to come through. And as Brother Eddie came in with the two six, I was like, wow, that's interesting because that's what I was thinking, you know. Um, you know, you are the mother. You as like in Kimmet, you know, I said she was a she was the uh, uh, the crown. She was the throne, literally. That's and right. She, you know, and uh, and and Horus Heru sat on her lap. You know, That's which was right. the throne. You know, like That's brother, right. brother, uh, Dr. X, you sitting on the lap of Sister Bev, and you, you you giving us these words of power. You know, and you know it's it's all it's synchronicity. You know, and it's and it's right. so many people feeding all of us. You know, and appreciate it. You know, and. um just these manifested words of power that you're just, you know, opening up the minds. Um, I can say so much, but I but I really want to just ask you, you or uh, Dr. X, you or Sister Bell, um, I'm wondering with, with all this shutdown, to me, 
it seems like <clears throat> as a lot of people are sent home and and working from home, students are, are home and they're online. I'm wondering, is it is it going to be a big shift in how we, we do things in the society as far as a lot of jobs going home or, you know, a lot of people going home, working from home? Do you see that? Or that was just a basic question I have. Other than that, you know, just enjoying the show. And I don't want to talk yeah. too much and take up too much time. Do you it. see that shift? Okay. Yeah, I'll take it, and then Bev can comment on it if she chooses to. Sure. Um, sure. I think I think the one world people, one world government people, would like nothing better mm-hmm. than to usher in what you're talking about, which is a technocracy. Because what mm-hmm. that's going to do is to put seven eighths of all the people who don't work in a field that allows for them to work at home. In positions of control of the government, that's the universal basic income. If they can control that many people by controlling whether they eat or not, it's game over. That's why Trump wants to prevent the total collapse of the economic system because he wants people to have some authority based on your capacity to earn over what they do with the rest of their lives. If these other people take control, you will have absolutely no control over anything that you're doing. That's why they want to tell us to lock ourselves in our houses for 18 months. That's insane. Yes. And, and you, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, and it's amazing how the the so-called why can't people see the people who are on the path of uh, who've been studying for so long, even the religious people, the Christians, uh, talks about the one world government. That's what globalization is. It's one yeah. world government. And it's interesting that Trump is the one stopping the one world government that we you know that we've been reading about and hearing about in the last days. It's one world government, one world religion, and here Trump is. Putting that at a at a halt, you know, it's interesting. That's right. It's all in the Bible, my brother. The only reason, the only explanation I can give you, is that uh, remember when I talked about people being programmed, mm-hmm. and that we, uh, so those of us in truth of power, basically serve as a glitch in the matrix. Don't yes, think that yes. those ministers who are out here pushing this stuff. Ain't of the matrix. They are. Wow. 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 But then also I see that now, this is temporary. Now here you this come with your wiles. Go go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Bear. And that's but this word. It's all about words. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and this is temporary and they have yeah. us in our house. Our body, it's time for us to go within. We are galactic right. people. And so when we that's go right. within, we become universal. And so that right. overrides mm-hmm. what goes on here mm-hmm. on the planet. All right, all right. Yes. That's that's right. Right. So this is what we're yeah, supposed yeah. to be doing during this time that they have us going in. We need to go that's within right. and tap into our powers that's and activate them. I agree. To me, it's like a it's a break. I mean, we we 
What I don't like is how they instilling this fear to us to be afraid of each other. You know, it's a natural human uh, instinct when we see each other. We want to come to each other, shake hands or hug. You know, but now we, you know, running away. They want us to run away from each other. We're afraid. Yeah. But it's, you're right. It's but you can still to, you know, do that. You can still do it telepathy. Yes. That's all. That's why. That's what I mean. Go with I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. You don't have I'm, to physically. Gotcha. You gotcha. can feel I'm that pain. Bam, family. I was just yeah. reading where they pointed out in the stuff that I was reading that these times are allowing for telepathy to increase like yeah. never before. I just yeah. got through reading. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Wow. It's amazing. And I'll say one last thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> go you ahead, family. The... <laughs> you, you, you've been mentioned. I've been just. FYI, you know, I've been rocking with y'all for a long time, at least with brother Dr. Dr. X, at least five years, at least, you know. Wow. Okay. No. Thank um, you. Um, oh, yeah, you know, it started off where you had, I couldn't even remember the, I forget her name. Back during, before um, the guy with the hood that got killed, what's his name? Ah, the little kid. Uh, Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. Yeah, Trayvon. Yeah, way before that, okay. he used to come on talking about, you know, so it's been long. I've been rocking with you a long time since then. Man. But just to uh, just to add, not even add to, because you don't need to add, but just uh, to say that, you know, you speak a lot of, of the the body, the 12, the cranial nerves, and, yeah. you know, the process of the, 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 uh, the fluids going up the spine. That's not that I know you know, but I'm just saying for for the listeners, that's not speculation. You know, uh, I've taken um, anatomy, uh, yeah. anatomy and physiology one and two, uh, and microbiology, and every, all of that is in the body. It's in the brain, yes. twelve cranial nerves. You know, we had to that's memorize my right. seen them. You know, it they are in those those uh, glands. They are in the brain. They do make the that's heart, right. You know the the Phenoid bones, they miss the butterfly. It is all, it is there. That's it is right. There. I've seen it, studied it, and you know, and it's very interesting. And, and the body, it is the science. It is the science. And whoever, whoever created created this this body, man, this is a magical, it's a masterful thing. You know, just, it is. When you study it, you're like, why? You know, you have a nerve that that the. And there's a, a, a you have a bone. I can't remember exactly, but the nerve is, is going it has to travel through to get to the other side. And what did nature do? It created a hole in the bone, and That's the right. nerves go through the hole into the other side. And there's a couple places in the body that it's like that. It's like that was amazing. What, you know, how did the body know to do that? So it, it to <laughs> me, it, it seems like the body was built. It was like a it's the actual engineering. Uh, 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 a real engineering, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it, it was built. You know what I mean? Miracle, phenomena. It was a phenomenon. The way it's constructed It's like somebody built this thing. You that know, is correct. It's it's it couldn't happen by itself. No, 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 no. It's too intelligent. The design is too intelligent to randomly happen. You know that. That's right. Randomly. So, you know, so I, like I say, I could talk all day, but, you know. You now, watch it, this, my brother. Before you leave, yes, there's yes. going to come a time in the near future where the universe, the knowledge is going to come 
where the universe is going to be laid out, laid bare for everybody to see it. And guess what it's going to reflect? It's going to reflect everything that's going on in the body. We're going to see it in the universe because it, we yeah. are the universe. That's right. We yes. are the microcosm yes. to the macrocosm. Yes. That's what that means. Absolutely. As above, so yes. below. True indeed, true indeed. And and for uh I don't know, for me, I'm taking a lot of this time out to fast and meditate. Yeah. Yes, know. sir. Yes, so sir. That's what I think and that's what a lot of people they say panicky and buying all this tissue. I'm like, Well the less you eat, the less you kinda poop, you know, take this time out and meditate, you know, and and, and fast. That's right. And this good advice, my brother. Very good advice. And take it one step further than the meditation and start visualizing. Bingo. Reverend Ike. All right, now. That's your creation. (laughs) Reverend Ike. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Absolutely. More visualization. You're right. It was amazing. Yeah. The powers, you know, the secret of the powers that they withheld. It's, it's imagination. Our superpower, like I tell my daughters, I have three girls. I tell them mm-hmm. that your superpower is your mind, your ability to create. That's to right. Create your reality, to create your reality. That's our superpower, thought. You know, and there's that thought. That's right. You can bring that into manifestation into this real world. That's our superpower. You can create. So you govern your life, you know. So you just have to ask That's the question, right. what kind of life do you want to live? Because you're creating it. Whether you whether you you know doing something productive or not, you are creating that, and that's, that's right. With intent, with intent, with a vision, and intent when you focus your energy on that thing, you know that's the that's the mystery that we lost. You know, I've been smiling so much tonight. I've been smiling so much tonight, my jaws hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a, man, it's, it's hey, what can I tell you? It's, it's amazing time. This is a great show, the greatest show on earth, right now. The time that we're living in, just witnessing and beholding all of this, and it's just amazing. I'm just, I've been, I've been reading for 20 years. I'm, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a spring chicken, you know. I'm 44. I'm right in the middle, but I've been, I've been reading for the last 20 years. You know, back in the day before we had YouTube these videos, the educators, yes sir, we were reading yes, sir. the whole the pale horse and. You know, back in the day when we were reading, you know, Dr. Clark, there were no videos, but That's I'm, right. just, I'm just I'm just speechless. I'm just watching. And well, just, it's, wow. it's just, let me tell you yeah, something, my brother. You you gave me an entryway to, to reintroduce the two people that I always give credit to that's responsible for me. Oh. Well, actually, it's three. Malcolm X gave me the inspiration. Oh. Yes. Steve Coakley. Uh, basically, oh, yeah. and Deborah, Doctor Deborah Blast set me on the course. Okay, by going and mm-hmm. listening to them, cause Malcolm was gone when I was yeah. coming to bait. So yeah, those three yeah. brothers are the reason that I am who I am. Nurtured by sisters every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Don't get mm-hmm. it twisted. Yes, yeah. yeah, those are some those are some heavy hitters. And Coakley's work wasn't even. I mean, those guys. Some of those guys were just so far ahead of their time. You know, yep. but like Coakley, you know, just dealing with that boule, it's it's you talk about the boule now, you know, now we can see it. Before that's why I said before yeah. that, now we can see Gail King, the boule. You know, we can see Oprah. That's we can see right. Boulets. Now we can see them and like, wow, this dude was so far ahead of his time. 
but I guess and we can never underestimate how important being able to see things clearly is. It's extremely important. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, that's the whole. Uh, when we're able to see things clearly, because we can have information and not be able to decipher. You know, looking through the right. glass dimly. But when we're able to see clear, I mean, that's uh, Steve Copley dealing with the physical. And Delbert Blair yeah. taking us off the planet, dealing with the metaphysical. Man, yeah. Delbert Blair, wow. Yes. Yeah, and that's where we are. <laughs> wow. So far ahead of the Well, time. thank you, Carl. I want to take this last thank call you. before we go thank off. You. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate thank you. Thank you. Give your significant others and the daughter a hug for the truth of our family. <laughs> Okay, three oh three nine ten. Three oh three. Hi. Oh, Jeff, got it? Yes. I this is my first time calling you all. I've been listening to you for a long time. Uh since well, two thousand seventeen. Wow. And wow. I just had to call in and let you guys know I've been kind of in hiding. <laughs> but I wanted to tell Don't you hide. Barbara Dex. Well, I'm not, I can't anymore. I can't. Um, I've been in church all my life. And in 2016, things began to change. I began to see some things that were, that Mm -hmm. wasn't right. And I, I, you know, for so long thought that I was a sinner. And I realized that I was not a sinner. My problem was, is I was not trusting what was given to me. So mm-hmm. when I got out of church, when I saw a lot of the st- stuff going on, because I realized that I was where I should have been, but I was looking for mm-hmm. man to tell me who I was. Well, I know right. who I am now. And That's I realize right. Excellent. now that I am a, a goddess. That's <laughs> it took right. It a long time to yes. say that, but I know that I am a goddess. That's I, right. Of course, based on the fact that I was not going through any more dormant type of living where I, I can't explain it. it. Today, you you explained everything, everything today. What I was looking for in Revelation, you explained it metaphysically. I was running from it. Every time wow. I would be led to astrology, I would run from it mm-hmm. because I was taught that it was a taboo. But when That's I realized right. that when I was reading astrology, I knew some of this stuff already. That's right. I, I, I can't, I can't. I can't stay in um, sleep anymore. So I just wanted to call and let you all know thank you so much because I now know that man has twisted so much stuff around, and I'm talking about these, the nationalists and the globalists. And the yes. black man has been looking and been lost. We're like, we are a lost tribe, and we're looking yes. to them, and we already got our answers. It's like we're in midnight. They, they flipped yeah. it around where – we they're vibing off of us and we don't even know that. Like right That's now, right. If, you know, there's no no clouds in the sky. It's dark, but there's stars up there. They've yep. twisted midnight around where they think that they are our stars. They're not my stars anymore. I'm the star. That's right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Go ahead. Got it. <laughs> so I I, I, say. I just had to call. I could not. I could not. Every time I would listen to you guys, I'm like, I should go ahead and press that one and say something. And today I decided I'm going to do that. And Robert X, when I'm employed, I most definitely will be giving you some type of donation. 
God, as you've already given. My tithes and my offerings for what I do not know. <laughs> your call tonight, goddess, your call <laughs> tonight is worth its weight in gold. You press that one. That's more than enough for me. I appreciate you, goddess. And Ms. Beverly, I um, I am a cancer. I uh, looked at uh, one of your, I think your YouTube from 2000, December 2019 prediction. Okay, okay. <laughs> And I'm that <laughs> that I came out of that. I'm no longer hiding. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Welcome okay. into the light, goddess. Go ahead, Bear. Yes. No, we just want to thank her and appreciate her. She was So thank you, and you all have a good night. You thank too. you, goddess. Much love. Mayat Hotep. Mayat Hotep. Well, Dr. X, I mean, this was beautiful. I just love the family. It's just beautiful. Oh, man, my mouth is really sore now. I mean, I, I've been smiling for an hour and a half. Try that, family. I mean, <laughs> I can't even straighten my mouth out no more. Mm, and to just lovely. wrap it all up with the goddess, that was just, that was much more. Yes. That, was, yes. that was just, I, I can't find the words for it, Bear. Well, we appreciate you, uh, Dr. Robert X, as always, for enlightening us. Uh, and we look forward to next week and uh, yes. to continue to light. This light is getting brighter and brighter. That's right. I appreciate you, Sister Bev, as usual. And I think the family tonight has just been absolutely fantastic. I can't say anything yes. else to go with it. Yes, much love, much love. Peace and love, my Hotep, nice. everyone. Hotep, Hotep, family. Good.